93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is February 26th, a Friday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A former U.S. Olympics gymnastics coach with ties to disgraced sports doctor Larry Nasser died by suicide Thursday after being charged with two dozen crimes, including forms of human trafficking, the state attorney general said. The announcement of John Gettard's death came about three hours after Michigan attorney general announced the charges, which included sexual assault, human trafficking, and running a criminal enterprise. The charges were the latest fallout from the sexual abuse scandal involving Nasser, a former Michigan State University sport doctor, now in prison. Gettertz was accused of turning his Michigan gym into a years-long criminal enterprise for coercing girls to train under him and then verbally and physically abusing them. He was accused of lying to investigators in 2016 when he denied ever hearing complaints about Nasser, who is serving decades in prison for sexually assaulting female athletes in a scandal that counted uh, hundreds of victims and turned USA Gymnastics upside down. 63-year-old Gettert was head coach of the 2012 U.S. Women's Olympic Gymnastics team, which won the gold medal. He has long been associated with Nasser, who was the Olympic team doctor and also treated injured gymnasts at uh, Twister's Gettert's Lansing area gym. Gettert also was accused of recruiting minors for forced labor. A reference, the gym, uh, gymnasts he coached, according to documents filed in the Eaton County Court. Attorney General Dana Nessel said the coach used force, fraud, and coercion for financial benefit. That whole world is, man, it's it's wild. Uh, it's There's some strange stuff that happens there. Pre- some President, <clears throat> you're, you're exactly right, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just watching a BBC documentary, and I had to stop watching it because there's such... There's there's stuff going on that just turns your stomach. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and these young girls. Yes. I mean, it just changes their life forever. I have a story coming up in entertainment news, which has to do with the Olympic yeah. gold medal team, the, the Fierce uh, Five. We'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. It's kind of strange, yeah. The victims suffer from disordered eating, Nessel said, including bulimia and anorexia, suicide attempts and attempts at self-harm, excessive physical condition, repeatedly being forced to perform even when injured, extreme emotional abuse and physical abuse, including sexual assault. The charges against Gettert included two counts of sexual assault against a teen in 2012. Gettert was suspended by uh, the USA Gymnastics during the Nasser scandal, but he told families in 2018 that he was retiring. A new report released this week is revealing the devastating effects the coronavirus is having on Philadelphia's Center City District. Between February and December of 2020, Philadelphia lost 68,100 jobs, and the hospitality, restaurant, and retail industries lost 46% of their workforce, according to the report released by the Center City District. But Michelle Shannon, the Center City District Vice President of Communications and Marketing, says there's hope for a rebound. They just need more foot traffic. Uh, the Center City District is also reporting 76% of restaurants and 56% of retailers that closed during last year are indicating that they're going to return. However, as of now, those industries have left a staggering 248 storefronts empty. There are a lot of people and a lot of experts are forecasting the potential for a good bounce back. But we, you know, got to get it going and got to get it going safe so people feel confident going. Yeah, this uh, Michelle Shannon woman was saying that um, they just need the people to get back into the buildings and right. back to work yeah. where they're going to get more of that foot traffic. And then, you know, these places can foot traffic is, is everything. Everything for so many of those businesses, yeah. yeah. If uh, Wednesday was any indication, I just and this is just Wayne. It was not Center City, Philadelphia, but um, Wayne is a nice little small town area. It was nice out on Wednesday, and there were a lot of people Excellent. out walking. You know, Excellent. so I think that there are 
there's signs of hope on the horizon. Did they know you were going to be out and about? That's, that could have been a big attraction. I didn't, I didn't yeah. really want to brag about it, but yeah. it was it was because I was. They were chanting. Me. They were <laughs> chanting. Nick, 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 Nick. Nick. Yes. Okay, okay, Nick. guys, yes. guys. I know. Turn off. Where's the tuna lady? I'm here too. <laughs> I was actually in Chestnut Hill that night. Oh, so yeah. they were chanting "Tuna well, Lady" in Chestnut Hill. Imagine the tuna lady. Hey, look, it's Nick. Nick, 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 Nick. Imagine what will happen, Kathy, if you and I show up in Center City, oh, Philadelphia. Forget it. Oh, forget oh, it. Tuna Lady and Nick. Tuna Lady and Nick. Tuna Lady and Nick. Hey. What do we want? Tuna Lady. Why do we want it? Nick. Nick. What do we want? Tuna Lady. Why do we want it? Nick. That makes no sense. What? Let them have it. It's You're only allowed so many words in a chant. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. We're here. We're Nick. No, <laughs> Tuna lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So of course, if you see us, make sure you're uh, right. Yeah, chanting. Yeah, yeah. Chant that. <laughs> Millions of Wawa customers, I'm moving on, millions of Wawa customers could be getting gift cards or even cash back from the company. It's part of the class action lawsuit connected to the chain's massive data breach in 2019. Under the proposed settlement, Wawa would have to hand out up to $8 million in gift cards and up to a million dollars in cash reimbursement. Uh, I don't even remember this. I do remember it. It was was a huge breach. It had to do with the, I believe, the... um, the, the credit card machines at register, right? It was at the gas pumps. At the gas pumps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, huh. I was in the Germantown Wawa yesterday, and they just had a big drum full of cash, and they were <laughs> okay. saying, just take some. Okay. Yeah. No, oh. but they, but uh, they that was that was a there was a a series of big data breaches, and Wawa was one was of them. Was one the of them, yeah. yeah. And Steve, I'm sorry, it was in the store and the fuel pump. Okay. It, it oh, okay. was both. Uh, so anybody who used a debit or credit card at a Wawa store or the fuel pump between March 4th, 2019 and December 12th, 2019 would be eligible to file a claim and enter into the class action lawsuit. Wawa estimates that there are approximately 22 million affected customers. According to Wawa, malware affected customer uh, payment card information used at potentially all Wawa locations beginning at different points in between that time period, so the March 4th and December 12th of 2019. Uh, the malware-affected payment card information, including credit and debit card numbers, expiration dates, and cardholder names. Now, the settlement breaks down uh, the compensation into three tiers. So the first one, you would get a $5 Wawa gift card um, for members who did not suffer attempted or actual fraud on their payment card. So basically, if you went to Wawa in that time, you're eligible for a $5 uh, gift card. So if you... Who didn't go to Wawa? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 I think you have to. I think you actually have to prove it. Like I think like you'd have to. Yeah. Photo proof of you and holding you have, a, uh, a newspaper with the date. Right. And keep in mind, you have to file for this. So, like, right. if you don't care, Most you're not going to go. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the sec- second tier has to provide reasonable proof of an actual or attempted fraudulent charge. They would get a fifteen dollar Wawa gift card, and then uh, they would reimburse people up to five hundred dollars uh, if they can provide uh, documents that they show that they lost money or had to spend out of pocket money in connection with an attempted fraudulent transaction. So, this is where having a film crew follow you would pay off. Yeah. Or these, like, you know, these uh, influencers or vloggers sure, or yeah, whatever who... Photographing themselves a thousand times a day, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yep, yep. <laughs> Date and time. Uh, affected customers must submit a claim form to be eligible to receive the gift card or monetary relief. The settlement still needs to be approved, so more information for right. customers will be available after the approval. In sports this morning... <laughs> Yeah. 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 
sacks are yummy. The Sixers beat the Dallas Mavericks last night in South Philly. All-Stars Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid led the way for the first three quarters, and the Sixers reserves put the finishing touches on the 111-97 win. Embiid had 23 points and nine rebounds, and Simmons added 15 points as the Sixers continue to have the best record in the Eastern Conference at 22-11. and 11. They're at home again tomorrow night as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. The Flyers are off until tomorrow afternoon when they'll play the first half of the two-game set in Buffalo against the Sabres. The puck is set to drop at 1 o'clock for Saturday's game and then at 3 o'clock for Sunday's game. The Sixers, Flyers, and the Wells Fargo Center are continuing to prepare for the eventual return of fans to the arena. But when and exactly how that happens remains a work in progress. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Thomas Farley said this week the city is likely to ease limits on event attendance in March. The Flyers' next home game is scheduled for March, uh, March 7th. Because of the pandemic, the center has not held groups of fans for sporting events since March of 2020. As it stands currently, the state of Pennsylvania has restricted indoor events to 500 people, and the city of Philadelphia has restricted indoor events to 250 people. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Tuna Lady. And <laughs> here we go on a Friday morning. Wonderful things happen. On Fridays, including uh, giving away our Word of the Week prize, we have 500 bucks that we are going to do at the end of the show. Your chance to win. So if you've been collecting the letters, make sure you stay with us. We also have several guests on the program. Uh, we are going to talk to Jessica Cartaglia this morning from CBS3. Uh, she's doing a feature on the Preston and Steve show tonight at 11 o'clock. Yeah. And uh, it's a feature they call a chat with. And Steve and I did a, uh, a Zoom uh, interview with her. Yeah, a couple and of weeks ago. I'm sure they're going to have some clips and photos and all kinds of things. So we'll talk to Jessica later on this morning. It was it was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so she will uh, give us a skinny on that. Uh, we also have M. Knight Shyamalan on the program. Servant is what he's talking about. Seasons one and two available on Shabalama. Apple TV. Plus. <laughs> um, yeah, we should get Adam Sandler. And uh, and we'll talk uh, old as well, which is that film that uh, that he did during pandemic, right at the. Uh, I guess they got it was, started in the summertime, maybe? It was the first yeah. movie to go into production. It was the first movie to have an open casting call during the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. So what he ended up with was this international cast because everyone was vying for some sort of work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's an amazing story. So we will ask him about that. And we also have Judd freaking Nelson on the show this morning. I love Judd Nelson. I do, too. I you know what I do. really love that he was on? Did you ever watch Suddenly Susan uh, with Brooke Shields? Oh, yeah. He was the boss. That's right. And he was great. He was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of course, he played John Bender in Breakfast yeah. Club. I mean, you got to love it. But he's in this movie where he plays an effed-up character. Uh, and it's a movie that's on Lifetime. It's called Girl in the Basement. Yeah, uh, think Silence of the Lamps. Think yeah. Buffalo Bill, but based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. a Lifetime version of it. A Lifetime yeah. version, yeah. So yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk Buffalo to him Buffalo Billy. And, <laughs> and we will also have uh, Casey Ray's Sports Bar and the Landis Theater stopping in this morning for a meet and eat. They're bringing us some goodies, and I'll uh, do a little research on what we have. It says, yes, we have on-air giveaways. Oh, that's a good oh. thing. Nice. I hear the land is pretty pretty awesome. Yep. Oh, and in fact, we are going to give away tickets to see Quiet Riot uh, coming up on, I don't have the date next, here. It's next Saturday. Is it March next 6th. Saturday? Okay, because yeah. they're, uh, they're theater, obviously, yeah. and uh, you'll be able to go see a rock show. That'd be cool to that? see Quiet Riot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
All right, so we will uh, get into the details of all this stuff in a little while. We'll come back in a second with the entertainment report. Like I said, yeah, I've got this really wild story out of the uh, Olympic, uh, uh, the the uh, the Fierce Five Olympic team with that story that Kathy had, yeah, in news, yeah. which is pretty messed up. Uh, we will get to those stories in a, bizarre, in a uh, stupid question when we return, so make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. They call her Tuna Lady. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. And it's not even like officially for that commercial you're doing. No. It's just something stupid we made up and ran with. So, All right. Uh, I'm going to ask a stupid question. I'm going to give away a Blu-ray combo pack of The Crudes, A New Age. And our final question uh, for Black History Month, because by the time we get back uh, next week, it will be over. Uh, thank you once again to Craig Legans of the Comic Book Gurus for supplying me with these excellent questions. And I love this one that we're going to end with. Name the Grammy-winning diva who made her acting debut on an episode of Silver Spoons in 1985. Oh, how about that? 215-263-WMMR. Name the Grammy-winning diva who made her acting debut on an episode of Silver Spoons in 1985. Call right now. Let's see if you know the answer. And today is Friday, February 26th. Uh, some birthdays. Casey, I think Steve might have sent over some audio oh, of this okay. gentleman uh, day before yesterday. Um, it is Michael Bolton's birthday. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he is 68 years old. <laughs> and Which what, was, was this, yeah. what was this in reference to? Uh, was I, it insurance I, or I forgot. A brokerage, I believe. Uh, yeah. Yes. Public.com. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and so he 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 uh, he he obviously is known for breakup songs and relationship songs, and it's about getting into a new relationship. I, I believe with a new brokerage house. All right. So is the first bit the first time he's talking about it? The second is him okay. singing. Yeah. Here we go. It's me, Michael Bolton. <laughs> I know you've been disappointed by your stock brokerage. <laughs> you might be thinking, how can I ever trust again? Well, I know a thing or two about breakups, <laughs> and I'm here to help. And so is Public.com. Start the process today, but before you do, let me sing you a song. <laughs> God, I love what he's turned into. the song. Here we go. I could hardly believe it. What I saw on Reddit today was hoping I could get it straight from you. They told me about order flow, so I Googled now and know. Transfer all my stuff and I'll be gone. Love it. 
he still got a great voice, dude. Really he can does. still hit those notes. I man. like that song, man. I, I, it, it, how am I supposed to live without you? Absolutely. It's a great yeah, tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, did the guy that won Jeopardy last night was his name Michael Bolton? Did anybody catch that? I, I was watching. Shepherding. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I I didn't catch the beginning with the intros, but I did catch the end. And oh. the uh, current host, um, his name's Mike Richards, right? Said, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, and I think he said congratulations, Michael Bolton, on on winning Jeopardy. But I I'm not sure. Okay. Is there anything this man can't do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is 68 years old today, Michael Bolton. Uh, Jennifer Grant, who, so she appeared as Celeste on Beverly Hills 90210, daughter of Cary Grant. Uh, and I'm not familiar with her, but I saw that daughter of Cary Grant thing, so I thought it might be worth She would have to have been on the original 90210 then, right? If she was the She's daughter of Cary Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Celeste, I don't know. Anybody? Uh, not uh, familiar. Not unless she was like the uh, bar back at the peach pit. Maybe she was. Maybe yeah. maybe they, they threw her that role. Anyhow, she's uh, 55 years old today. Uh, Jonathan Kane, keyboardist for both Journey and uh, the group The Babies. Uh, and also, he was in uh, Modern English, too, which was kind of a Baby's Journey spinoff. Uh, because um, ah. Tom Waite was the lead singer of that band. and, and uh, so John Waite? Or John Wade, I'm yeah. sorry, was a singer of that band, and, and Jonathan Kane was in it, and so was um, Neil Sean as well. Look at the associated acts right down here, Preston. Michael Bolton! <laughs> I guess he played with him. Yeah. Uh, and Jonathan Kane wrote a lot of uh, Journey's big hits, too. So he wrote, you know, Open Arms and uh, yeah. Faithfully and, and a, a lot of really great songs. So we were talking about uh, Preston Behind the Music coming on to, oh. was it Peacock? Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus right? Yeah. And uh, the journey behind the music is a great one. It's a yeah. great one because they it got real contentious yep. and they had huge hit songs. It's, it's everything you want in uh, one of those. So he is seventy one today. And then the last birthday I saw is actress Teresa Palmer. Yeah, um, I think we had her here we in the did, studio. Yeah, yeah, I really had a big crush on her. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is a movie. It's uh, I love that movie. It's a fun movie. It yeah. is a fun movie. Uh, bedtime Stories, uh, number four. She's in a bunch of stuff. She is uh, celebrating her 35th birthday today, Teresa Palmer. Not many birthdays today. That's it. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Name the Grammy-winning diva who made her acting debut on an episode of Silver Spoons in 1985. And we are going to go to Jill and see if we have the answer. Hey, Jill, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jill, do you know who made their acting debut? What Diva did in 1985 on Silver Spoons? Whitney Houston. You're right. Yeah, Whitney Houston. I think, well, I may be way off. I thought she had some kind of a credit on there besides an actress like a producer. Did she do any Whitney Houston? Yeah, executive producing or? No, no, no. I think you're thinking of uh, Cecil B. DeMille. Ah, maybe yeah. that's it. All right, Director of the uh, Ten Commandments. Jill has got a Blu-ray combo pack of The Croods, A New Age. Your family will fall in love with The Croods, A New Age, with two all-new shorts and certified fresh from Rotten Tomatoes. It's a 100% joy to start from start to finish, and it's available now on Blu-ray and DVD and also available on digital. The guy on Jeopardy last night was Michael Colton. Close enough. That's not as good. No. <laughs> One last birthday. I miss Marissa. Just brought this in here. Our official photographer of WMMR, Mr. Brian Miller. Hey! hey. Of course, photography uh, celebrates birthday today. And uh, happy birthday to him. He's a great guy. Takes amazing photos, man. At the at the last camp out for hunger, we had, um, there was a time when the, the sun was setting, yeah. and it was just gorgeous. He's like, everybody outside, we're taking pictures, we're taking pictures. He took all these great shots, man. They turned out gorgeous. 
The, I, of course, I wasn't there. Yeah, right neither there. was yeah, I. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. The sky was you on and I fire. Were love. We were. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh. you know, listen. It was great. It That's was great. And I don't too. regret it for a moment. No. I'll never regret it. But we had we missed out on those pictures. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, happy birthday to you, BP Miller. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to start with this. I'm sure you saw this story yesterday. Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot on Wednesday, and her two French bulldogs, Koji and Gustav, were stolen. This is around 9.40 p.m. in Hollywood. What an insane story. A man in his 30s was walking three dogs when a male suspect approached the dog walker and shot him. Uh, Nick, do, see if there's any follow-up to this. because I, I, yeah. What I don't know is if this was targeted. Uh, have, is it a ransom thing? There has been I no demands that I've seen. What I've read yet. seems like that. It seems like they were looking specifically Ford. to kidnap the dogs. Yeah, but uh, so so no ransom that I've seen as not as of yet demands, but maybe there will be. Yeah, so this is according to Los Angeles Police Department's officer Drake Madison. Uh, The LAPD says the suspect took two bulldogs and took off in a white vehicle, while a third dog fled the scene and was later recovered. Police say the victim is currently in critical condition. Uh, So I don't know the update on that because this story is from yesterday. Uh, The stars born the stars born star who is currently in Italy is offering. A half a million dollar reward for the return of her two stolen dogs. Uh, the singer told USA Today in an interview last month she shares what many people are feeling during the pandemic, an epic, uh, an epic sense of powerlessness over what's happening in the world, and this certainly can't help. So uh, I don't have many other details other than that. Yeah, so I just saw this story this morning, but the CNN has released a surveillance video of it. Okay. And it's pretty disturbing. Wow. Uh, you, you see the guy getting yeah. shot, yeah. and uh, it's, you know, it's on right. CNN's website, but it's not easy to watch. Wow, no kidding. So um, obviously they're trying to find out what the hell happened because you got some a, a, a maniac out there who will shoot someone for a dog. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, uh, here Emma Watson has uh, devastated her fans with the rumors that she is retiring from acting at age thirty. What? Watson's what? agent told the Daily Mail that she is dormant from her career and won't be taking on any new projects. Dormant. Uh, yeah, so that doesn't necessarily mean retired, but, you know, maybe does it mean? if for a while she doesn't do it and realizes she doesn't want to go back to it, she may not. She's uh, rumored to be engaged to Leo Robinson uh, and reportedly plans to spend more time with him. Oh, he stinks. Uh, Watson refused to support her most recent role in Greta Gerwig's Little Women with press appearances with fellow stars uh, Saoirse Rowland and Laura Dern and Timothy Chalamet and Meryl Streep. No word on what happened with that. Maybe she's just had a sour taste. Listen, she could have retired, I'm sure, after the Harry Potter movies alone. I'm sure that's something she could live the rest of her life on. She made quite a lot of money on that. But I don't think she's retiring. I think she's just taking a break. Yeah, I think she might take a long break. I mean, like... uh, Look at uh, Cameron Diaz. Now, yeah. boy, she's older than Emma Watson. Yeah, yeah. But she says she probably will never go back to doing That's it. That's what she's yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but others, uh, uh, some fans supported her decision and others weren't as chill. So we'll see, you know, what the how this follows Fans should up. be chill. They should just yeah. chill. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's health advice is being dragged in the U.K. and the U.S. The 48-year-old shared her trademark <laughs> New Age advice on Goop. After revealing that she got COVID and was left with long tail fatigue and brain fog. That's what she called it. Long tail fatigue and brain fog. Uh, She claimed that fasting, doing saunas, and eating kimchi helped her combat the side effects. Uh, By the way, did you try out your personal... uh, I did. uh, It's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Steve got one of those things where you zip it up to your neck. Yeah, and you sit in your little personal sauna. It's a little fold-out chair that sits yeah. in it. My wife got it for me for Valentine's That's Day, awesome. for anniversary, and I, I was I was sitting in my room, Casey, watching <laughs> watching Godzilla in this thing. We need a picture of you in there with my head yeah. sticking out of it, and the, the cats are coming and going, "What the f? Yeah. What happened to Steve?" <laughs> but Preston, hundred and thirty-five degrees in that thing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweating everything out. All right, so anyhow, uh, so she said uh, fasting, doing saunas, and eating kimchi uh, helped her get past the side effects. Uh, She wrote, after uh, he, meaning uh, her um, functional medicine practitioner, Dr. Will Cole. (laughs) Functional medicine practitioner. uh, Saw all my labs. He explained that uh, this was a case where the road to healing was going to be longer than usual. So. You'll need to eat more kimchi. uh, We've been doing a version of a protocol he outlines in his forthcoming book called Intuitive Fasting. It's keto and plant-based but flexible. She said, I've been having fish and a few other meats. And I fast until 11 a.m. every day. Uh, Professor Stephen Powers, the National Medical Director of England's National Health Service, uh, dragged Gwyneth uh, over this. He said, in the last few days, I see Gwyneth Paltrow is unfortunately suffering from side effects of COVID. We wish her well, but some of the solutions she's recommending are really not the solutions we would recommend in the NHS. We need to take long COVID seriously. Uh, and apply serious science. All influencers who use social media have a duty of responsibility and a duty of care around that. Dr. Christian Sandrock, a physician specializing in emerging, uh, emerging infectious disease and critical care medicine, told Yahoo Life that fasting can reduce some levels of inflammation, but added that there was no available data specifically with acute post-COVID syndrome and fasting. So he's saying it's a bunch of poppycock. No, he's saying fasting can reduce some levels of inflammation, but... You may not want to do this on your own until it's been, you know, checked. But uh, it well, could you be then consult goop. He said it could be detrimental. He said you can have fatigue and dizziness from not eating. We don't recommend fasting. We recommend not overeating and eating non-processed foods. So you know, she's trying it out. Says it works for her. She goes the trippy route. She goes yeah. her own. She marches to her own drum, and she has uh, candles that smell like her vagina. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian may be splitting up after almost seven years of marriage, but they agree on how their four kids should be parented. Both reportedly feel that they should be a presence in their lives. A source tells people that uh, West has been spending a lot of time uh, with North Chicago Saint and Psalm. Uh, Kanye has been spending time with the kids. A source said a nanny is around during the visits. Kim has not been around for the visits. I don't know. If at I had, Kanye's request. If I had access to Scott Disick, I'd make sure that he was in their lives as well. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a great influence. Sorry, I took a second call. <laughs> oh, damn it. Gets cold if I don't try to drink it at every pause. Hey, you, you, look. Kim has made it clear that Kanye can talk to his children anytime he wants. Go ahead, Uh, talk away. uh, She has never threatened to keep him from the kids, uh, said the insider. She only requires that he is not going to damage them. Uh, She knows. (laughs) I know. So please don't damage them. Talk to them, but don't damage them. And don't say anything (laughs) stupid and don't sing poopity scoop. Uh, Please don't yeah. sing that. Don't sing that. Could you imagine that? Like that's their lullaby. Yeah. Scoop. 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 Whoop. The Adam Sandler uh-huh. bedtime songs. What if she ends up with Adam Sandler? Oh my God! Wow. 
Uh, <laughs> this house is all white! Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she only requires that he not damage them. Don't damage them, please. Uh, she knows it's like you're renting a car and they check it for dents before you take it away. Uh, she knows he loves them and they love him. Uh, Kanye can Facetime the kids anytime he wants. Wow. Uh, the insider said he knows uh, he needs to be in contact with kids. They need uh, contact with their father, and he needs to show them how much he loves them. So they're working on it. All right. Here's the story that I had uh, referenced earlier. Uh, Michaela Maroney. Yes. A member of the United States Fierce Five female gymnastics squad uh, and a victim of Dr. Larry Nasser, who, by the way, is doing 175 years in jail. He was sentenced with that um, because of sexual abuse to victims. Uh, Maroney was subject to what she said were hundreds of his treatments. She tried to allay, or, or raise the alarm bells about Nasser in 2011, ultimately uh, quitting gymnastics in 2016. And, of course, Kathy had mentioned earlier um, this guy, John Geddert, uh, who was an Olympics, uh, who was the coach of the team. He just killed himself yesterday. Uh, he was about to be charged with all this stuff going on with that. He was a head coach of the 2012 U.S. Women's Olympic Gymnastics team. So she's been around all this stuff and been a victim of all this stuff. But And since all of that, uh, her life hasn't gotten easier. She vanished from Instagram in September 2017 because of the Nasser affair, retreated out of the public eye before telling the story of her abuse in 2018 after Nasser was convicted that January. A year later, in January 2019, her dad passed away while trying mm. to detox from his mm. opioid painkiller addiction. Oh, man. He was doing it, I guess, on his own in the yeah. hotel room and died. Well, now, I was reading this yesterday, she may be straight up involved with an honest-to-goodness cult. Oh, boy. And a cult leader. Oh, no. So, appearing she's on She's currently in one now? Yeah, so she appeared oh. on Instagram in oh, September no. 2019. Like, she's been in this for a while. Uh, September 2019, in a fairly cheerful post where she said, uh, blessed to have you and happy to be back. And around her neck was a pendant that is recognized as belonging to what's called the Church of the Master Angels, the CMA. And on the surface, the tenants of this so-called church, which was only founded in 2017, mind you, appears uh, like a bunch of new age buzzy terms and snake oil and all this stuff mixed up together. So... Here's, here's kind of what they, they state. They welcome all seekers of truth, cosmic awareness, and soul realization, regardless of belief, tradition, creed, or religious affiliation, that promotes the selfish worship of God through the teachings of God's masters, angels, and holy saints. This is per their website. One of those masters is a guy named uh, John Douglas, Master John Douglas. And, and they said at nine years old, he received a complete Clairvoyant activation, allowing full vision of the energetic or spiritual dimension. Yeah, there you go. And now, I got a walkie-talkie when I was nine. Now he and his angelic companions are working to create profound change on the quantum invisible level oh, boy. to be experienced as healing on the gross physical plane. So how much money is she giving to this guy? Well, so that's part of the deals, obviously. So uh, for sale on the CMA website... Silent faith, remote healing directed prayers, and karmic mitigation blessing directed prayers. Those are only $250 each. Wow. There's also repair discs. That's a hell of a savings. Which are coins. They're $150. Supplements, CDs, pendants, and which are up, which can cost up to $2,000. And a $10,000 elite in-person workshop 
uh, at Heavenly Mountain, North Carolina. Oh, boy. Uh, the blog... Uh, uh, Do they have any fun activities? Descent from Heavenly Mountain contains a picture of Maroney and some college-age kids, uh, college-age-looking folks uh, wearing glow sticks at a CMA event. Um, so, and, and I read another article from a... Uh, a cult expert, somebody who was actually in the uh, some young moon uh, yes. cult himself, and he got out of it. Uh, and he was he was saying, "Yeah, this pretty much demonstrates the standard cult tactics." Mm. And you, you here's here's Michaela Maroney, well, this this you know um, this uh, damaged individual from yeah. all this trauma. That's yeah, she was beat up life. emotionally. Yeah, and she was looking for something to help her along. And the fear is that they're taking advantage of her. So well, it sounds like a legit fear. Case. Yeah, someone needs to intercede. I mean, now, if she's doing it and everything's fine, yeah. that's cool. But, it, you know, on the outside, it sounds like everything you need for a cult. Yeah, there was Just a, add water. So she was one of the ones that um, she claimed that, you know, Nasser abused her physically where, to the point where she thought uh, at one point she was going to die. Right. Oh, um, my God. But then her, so her father died in 2019 um, trying to detox yeah, himself. Yeah, I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. From okay. opioids. I know yeah. you started reading right when I was talking yeah. about it, but yeah. So, like, this is somebody who has had a lot of tragedy in her yeah, life. Yeah, totally. And so is easy game for, you know, <sighs> groups like this. Um, it's so terrible. I know. So we'll see. We will see where this goes with her. It does put it in context, though. Again, as you go through your daily travails, remember that there are always people who have it worse. And this this is a nightmare. So she also shared a health update after stomach pain sent her to the emergency room this week. Uh, she shared a photo uh, from the emergency room on her Instagram story Thursday, revealing that doctors discovered that she has kidney stones. Oh boy. Um, and by the way, so this uh, this cult group claims that they can they can heal. Like, this guy oh, can geez. look inside of you. Why didn't they do it? And he can see... He was on vacation. Yeah, yeah. He can see what's wrong, and then he says his prayer, and he fixes yeah. it. Yeah. So, I wonder if he's going to fix her kidney stones. Oh, I'll go away, kidney stones. Maybe it's a mixture of corn yeah, yeah. And, and Adam Sandler <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that, uh, that, he, that he speaks, and those are the incantations that can actually cure something, someone from uh, whatever is bothering them. Of course. Uh, you don't have it? Yeah, of course. No, no, it's right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Here, let me do it. <laughs> so that's the... Kidney stone's gone. It's done. Well, I hope she comes out... Well, whatever. I hope she ends up doing well. Yeah, she said, uh, Tuesday was throwing up all day. Severe pain in my back and stomach. Had to come to the ER at 3 a.m. because pain kept getting worse and I couldn't stop throwing up. Just got my CT scan back. I have a few kidneys. Anybody ever have uh, kidney stones here? Or, no. Uh, Jim Antez did. Really? Yeah, oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he said and he horrible. said the the pain, I guess, when the stones release themselves from the kidney is, yeah. is the you worst part. Go out your ding-dong. But when it comes out the ding-dong, yeah. it's not as bad. Oh, all right. I just assumed that that was the worst part. Yeah, right. Apparently not. Uh, let's see. What else we have here? All right, here's some good news. John Mulaney is out of rehab after two months, and he's doing well in outpatient care. Uh, he had checked in for alcohol and drug abuse. A source said John has completed uh, 60 days in rehab. And now he is an outpatient sober care, and he's doing well, although he is still not ready to return to work. So he's working on things, and uh, good on him. You got to take a little bit. You got to take a little bit of time to get back to everything. So oh, yeah, most yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, two months yeah. for the the main stuff is fine. But case, as you would uh, have said many times, it's a uh, it's a, it's an ongoing process. Don't try and rush it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Time you got the rest of your life. Yep. 
Uh, James and Kimberly Vanderbeek's four-year-old daughter, Amelia, landed in the emergency room on Wednesday. Although, reading this story... I, I, it's a bunch I, of sad stuff going on I have here. no idea what happened to her. It says, uh, not terrible, but not an air heel situation, Kimberly said on Instagram. Uh, she breathed through it all, and doctors and nurses here have... Had a 100% success rate with us, handling situations with fully informed decisions, offering friendliness and care. Uh, these two, and then uh, talks about how great they were that helped, but I don't know why she went to the emergency room. So, huh. All right. Uh, this is interesting. Good news? Post Malone, yeah. we were just talking about Hootie and the Blowfish yes. two days ago. Yep. Post Malone has recorded a <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish cover in honor of Pokemon's 25th anniversary. <laughs> Which I don't know why he chose this song, but anyhow. It seems like the obvious. The 25-year-old rapper released a cover of the Hootie and the Blowfish song, Only Want to Be With You, on Thursday ahead of his Pokemon Day <laughs> virtual concert. Have Does you heard this yet, No, Casey? I haven't. Yeah. Does he say, Casey, Only Want a Pikachu? Or? Casey, you're not going to like it. Okay. I, I will guarantee you there's one line that is going to make you hate it. I don't know if it's in this particular clip or not, mm-hmm. but let me play it here. You look at me, you got nothing left to say. I love this song. I, I like do. This, I like this version. This cover's good. Um, yeah. Now, we don't have the line, Casey, but All you know, right. Darius Rucker um, is a huge uh, Dolphins fan. He's a Miami Dolphins fan. So in the song, he goes, uh, "The Dolphins make me cry." Yeah, he says that. Uh, Post oh, Malone says, "Cowboys, Cowboys make me oh. cry." Yeah, is he from uh-huh. Texas? Yeah, yeah, he's a Texas boy. But you know, yeah, of course I do because I suck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you so you suck. I first heard it because you said you really don't care for Hootie. I'm like, well, Casey might have a new respect that Hootie actually has some coolness cred because yeah. of Post Malone. And then I heard that line. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> He's going to crap all over it. Uh, but anyhow, um, Darius Rucker did praise uh, Post Malone's cover and in an Instagram post on Thursday. He wrote, the smile on my face will not leave for a long time. This is awesome. My bro Post Malone bringing it. Hell yes, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, he's going to make more money. It's going to Absolutely. Gonna he wrote itself. the song. Uh, and that was from uh, 1995. It appears on the band's debut studio album, Cracked Rear View. I just want to be clear. I don't hate Hootie and the Blowfish. I just think less oh, of know. people that like him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not a him. <laughs> Them. Yeah. yeah. But it's really, it's it's Darius Rucker's voice. And I'm like, eh. Are you oh, you don't care for Darius Rucker's voice? I don't like... Wow, okay. All right, so it's kind of like... Uh, Are you insane? All right, uh, the I chick who sings Let It Go. What's her name? Adina Menzel? Yeah. Yeah. You don't like her voice? I know she's yeah. got a good voice. You just don't like it. There's something about the tone of it I, right. that I don't really... Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right, uh, then there's this. Uh, the Twilight Zone will not return to CBS All Access when it rebrands as Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the anthology was hosted by Jordan Peele. And it was a mutual decision. I um, liked it, but I didn't think it was. It was. Uh, I, I, it was okay. Okay, yeah. at best, I at thought. Best. I was yeah. really. Once I got, um, you know, CBS All Access, I'm like, yes, I'll get to see these. Yeah. And I watched first one. I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't that great. And then I watched the second one. I'm like, that one that wasn't that great well, either. Uh, and I know Jordan one. Peele's a huge fan of Rod Serling, yeah. and um, and he's got really good pedigree when it comes to 
are interesting tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it just didn't it didn't bring it home for me. I mean, especially when you've had shows like Dark Mirror come on. Oh my God, Black, Mirror, Black yeah. Mirror. Yeah, I mean Black Mirror. They're doing such a great job. Uh, so it was it was apparently mutual, and it's not going to return. So we're not going to get that. All right, and then let me see anything else I want to mention. Or yeah, one more one more fun thing. Uh, Millennium Media is no longer involved in the selling or production of Brett Ratner's Millie Vanilli film. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Is this a, uh, a an acted biopic? Is it a documentary? No, I think it's a biopic. So the project has other bidders and investors who are fully... Hell, I'll bid on it. ...financing production. Uh, Millennium and Ratner's Rat Pack Entertainment released a joint statement saying on the heels of the announcement of the long, gestating Millie Vanilli movie... All right. I never thought those words would come out of the my mouth. The Milli Vanilli movie. Uh, I mean, pro- it really does. It deserves it. it. Would, sure. Of course it would. It would be phenomenal. And what would be, so where you have the uh, the Live Aid concert in yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Yeah. The concert where the tape skips would have to be that. Was I, it the MTV Awards or the Grammys? It was one of the two. It was a big award show, I thought. Maybe, or, or no. just a regular concert. Maybe it was a concert? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was such a huge fan i mean i was a kid right so it was you know i was in probably seventh or eighth grade i can't remember exactly what age i was but i do know that i worked my ass off to shovel sidewalks (laughs) to make money to buy that cassette there is no way you can crap on Hootie and the Blowfish now that you've made that statement. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. That is not true. Uh, so, uh, apparently, the project field... Are you comparing Hootie? Multiple competitive bids and a group of private 13. equity investors. <laughs> 13 years old. Hootie? Listen, those songs actually they're are good and they're fun. They were yeah. produced by... Like, people like, who was behind it? Like, Giorgio Moroto? And yeah, there were, yeah, there yeah. were big names yeah, big behind names the, the song yeah. writing and all that stuff. But uh, Rob and Fab were just... The faces because they were good looking guys. Yeah. And, they look good in Lederhausen. And they figured they'd do it and, you know, so on. And listen, it ended in tragedy. One of them killed himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you remember. So it does lead to a pretty wild movie story. So who's, I I, is, I know Denzel's playing Rob. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm not sure who's going to play Fab, um, but they are, they're, they're talking about Ian McKellen. Actually. Ian McKellen would be great. Yeah. So. I just want to blame it on the race. <laughs> I have no desire to blame it on the rain. <laughs> Just blame it on the rain for the concert. What was another? Oh, uh, baby, don't forget my number, right? That was another hit. Don't forget my number, number, number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyhow, uh, they said that there is uh, potential, but it's just not going to happen right away. There is there is other interest out there. All right, um, we do the movies first, right? Oh yeah, All right. yeah, we do. We have new movies over here this weekend. We'll do the clips after that. <laughs> Oh, this is the sun is breaking on the yeah. horizon. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, movies opening this weekend. Three of them. Tom and Jerry is opening its comedy, starring Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, and Rob Delaney. A legendary rivalry reemerges when Jerry moves into New York City's finest hotel on the eve of the wedding of the century, forcing the desperate event planner to hire Tom to get rid of him. As mayhem ensues, uh, the escalating cat-mouse battle soon threatens just to destroy her career, the wedding, and possibly the hotel itself. It's an hour and 41 minutes long, rated PG, uh, opening wide and streaming. Rotten Tomatoes, no score as of yet. Also opening the United States versus Billie Holiday. It's a biopic, stars Andra Day, Garrett Hedlund, and Natasha Leone. 
Uh, the legendary Billie Holiday, one of the greatest jazz musicians of all time, spent much of her career being adored by fans across the globe, all while Federal Department of Narcotics targeted her with an undercover sting operated operation led by uh, black federal agent Jimmy Fletcher, with whom she had a tumultuous affair. Uh, running time is two hours, ten minutes, and that is rated R. Streaming today, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then the last movie opening is Cherry. It's a drama. It stars Tom Holland, uh, C.R. Bravo, and Michael Rispoli. Uh, Cherry follows the wild journey of a disenfranchised young man from Ohio who meets the love of his life only to risk losing her through a series of bad decisions and challenging life circumstances. Running times, 14 hours? No. no. Uh, it's rated R, streaming and limited release, and it's a Rotten Tomatoes score of only 35%. Wow. And and who was directed just... that was the Russo brothers. One of the Russo brothers. No, both of them. Did they? Yeah. Uh, and uh, he says, for some reason, I guess he does some sort of physical transformation in the movie or whatever. Yeah, or... He, he loses weight, gains yeah. weight, and then loses it again. Oh. And, uh, Tom Holland, he's yeah. the lead, and he says he... he other actors can do it. He said it nearly killed him. It wow. just wiped him out. All right, we got to do the clips. Let's go. <laughs> Inspired by her mom's rebellious past and a confident new friend, a shy teenager publishes an anonymous zine calling out sexism at her school in Moxie. And in this clip, Amy Poehler talks about what it was like to collaborate with the author of the book in the making of this female empowerment flick. Jennifer, who wrote the original book of which the film is based, is a high school teacher in Texas. And so she has a feminist club that she runs after school. So, um, you know, when you're doing any kind of project and you're almost like doing like an organ transplant, you really want to make sure that you keep the intention of the piece as, as safe as possible. You know, so that it can find its way into the film. So it was a great process. Uh, Moxie premieres on Netflix on a Wednesday. Next clip. Three worlds intertwine when a drug trafficker organizes a smuggling operation and a recovering addict seeks the truth behind her son's disappearance in crisis. And in this clip, director Nicholas Jarecki discusses what inspired him. Here we go. When I started writing the film, I linked up with some reporters who had been looking into uh, the pharmaceutical companies and their research process in getting some of these painkillers approved through the FDA. Um, and as we explore in the movie, we see Gary Oldman's character. He's a, a biologist, a researcher working on behalf of a drug company. And he's up here on Mount Olympus. They're in the trenches fighting the drug war and trying to stop diversion. That's what happens to people after they get addicted. Really? Yeah. Crisis premieres in theaters today, by the way. And there you go. That's your Friday report, friends. We have to take a break because we got a lot of people on the show today. We sure do. Very much looking forward to this. We're going to have uh, Jessica Catalia from uh, CBS3. There's a, a special on the President Steve Show, a feature tonight at 11 o'clock on CBS3. It's called A Chat With. Uh, we're also going to have M. Knight Shyamalan on to talk about Servant and Old and Judd Nelson. Yeah. Will be joining us as well. And we've got a meet and eat with Casey Rays in Sports Bar at the Landis Theater. Some stuff to win. We will be back in just a moment. WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. Oh, my God. I just read something. I'm not going to give this away now. Uh, but I told you we have a meet and eat today. So Casey's Casey Ray's uh, Sports Bar and Pub at the Landis Theater is here. Yeah. They have what they call a pickleback corn dog. What, what, what? Pickleback? Yeah, this listen to this. This is my pickleback. Well, listen to this. Nathan's hot dog stuffed inside a pickle 
cornmeal battered and fried, served with chipotle honey mustard. <laughs> Dear God. All right. That is everything I want. Everything. That's pretty awesome. Seems illegal. I am a big pickle fan, and I love corn dogs. That's <laughs> unbelievable. Did they bring any salad? Uh, no, but they brought chicken and waffles for you, Kathy. Yeah. Cake, egg rolls, and pulled pork. So finally, some people who get it. All heart healthy and wonderful <laughs> for uh, your hmm. slender figure. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we will be giving away some tickets to the Quiet Ride in a little while at the uh, Landis Theater. So hang tight, and we'll have your chance to win that. In the meantime, we're going into the weekend. If I don't clean out my junk drawer, oh. it's going to explode. So let's clean out uh, the junk drawer. <laughs> I got some stories to share with you. We're going to start. With this one, so there have been lots of effects on people's lives from uh, the quarantines, uh, but a new survey found a really unexpected one. The fact that couples are more comfortable using the bathroom in front of each other now. <laughs> That's not true. me. No? Are you? No. Nick? Um, yes. You're comfortable doing that? Well, it, the quarantine has kind of forced it. It's just been more time at home yeah. with um, my loved one, and therefore you're exposed to more things, including... Everyday habits. I don't mind, you know, if, if my wife sees me sitting on the toilet or something like that. But if I got to really bear down and grunt, yeah, yeah I'll close the door. I would rather you not anybody <laughs> see well, that yeah. face. Yeah, if you're having a full system blow, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I'd rather. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I usually do have to put a little effort into it. It's just me physically. That's the way it is. So um, when your hands are I, scraping down the walls as you're yelling, I actually reach down underneath the toilet bowl. Okay, ah! bend over. If I can lace my fingers together and really give it a good old tug, yeah. I can get my business done. We have, a, we have a bathroom at the top of the stairs, and when sitting upon the toilet in that bathroom, you look right out the bathroom door, down the stairs, at the front door. Oh, seriously? And so wow. um, I've been at home by myself, and, uh, and and my girlfriend will get home and walk through the front door, <laughs> and you're just sitting there with the door open, uh-huh. and, you know, it's just like, hey... Yeah. So my wife has her own bathroom. Okay. I have my own bathroom. It's nice. Uh, The cats love to throw the door of my bathroom open. (laughs) Um, So I put the shower mat there so it stops it from opening all the way, but they can get in. But I don't, I do not want anybody in that, in the bathroom, you know, when I'm really going. I mean, listen, in in the bathroom here, it's fine with stalls. I got Privacy is nice. Yeah. But I like to leave some some sense of allure and ma- mystery to my defecation. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, well, she's so comfortable with it. Like, if I'm not even in the bathroom, she'll bring a trash can into whatever room I'm in. And crap and, it. And just dump in that. Wow. wow. No. I mean, that is so good. You guys are so open with each other. Yeah. No, I... Uh, That's per- love, man. That is, that is L-O-V-E love. Uh, Will you ever use her poop knife to cut your steak? Oh, God. <laughs> That's the only thing I use to cut my steak, Steve. The, um, no, you're not even, because our, our... I'm not even kidding. We have a uh, a master bathroom, right? So we have our own bathroom that's attached to our bedroom. Right. You're not even allowed in our bedroom when she's going to the bathroom. Oh, I, really? Uh-huh. Okay. I just, I, I agree with you, Preston. There are... There are, uh, listen, you don't want your odors and your various things that you're used yeah, to. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want to feel self-conscious. Right. Uh, besides that, I love to use my After Factory bidet. Mm, yeah. And I, that, that, uh, that That's a personal thing. That's a personal thing. Yeah. Uh, the survey for uh, NatraCare of 2,000 Americans living with a partner since at least the start of the pandemic found that 30% admitted peeing with the door open for the first time uh, during quarantine, and 25% admitted to pooping in front of their partner for the first time. 
I've never had a problem with peeing. The pee, yeah. peeing uh, is not that bad. That's pretty easy. But the, let's uh, the number two is uh, is a lot more aggressive. Uh, a much greater seventy percent said that another bathroom behavior, taking a bath in front of their partner, was something uh, that they did for the first time. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Uh, a little under one third, thirty one percent said that they are comfortable uh, talking to their partner while on the toilet, but their partner isn't. Yeah, I can um, do that. And an interesting result: sixty four percent said figuring out how to set or change bathroom boundaries with their partner has been an important step in their relationship. And 60% said that discussing bathroom-related topics with their partner has strengthened their relationship, even though it was awkward at first. So we've always been able to discuss all that. That, that you know, that, that's never been an issue. Yeah. I will knock on, on the door if, I do, if I'm not sure she's in her bathroom. Uh, you know, and 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 going, uh, doing her business, and try to be respectful of that. But all the other stuff is on the table. It's no we, big issue. We've mentioned many times that the there there's a threshold in the relationship. Yeah. Um. When when you first fart in front of your yeah significant other, that that you have reached another tier, uh, in your relationship. When you wake her up by being squatting over her. Right. Hey, hon. Yeah. <laughs> like like you, you get in position first. Yeah. <laughs> And hey, then you just go, yeah. honey. You got to wake her up first, so she's. Hey. And, she, and I say her. She can do that too. She sure can. Yeah. Hey, sweetheart, sweetie, so rise and shine. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Kathy, have you ever farted in front of your husband? Oh my god, she's never farted. She doesn't. I fart. don't fart. Yeah. No, she, she uh, tic tacs come out of her butt. <laughs> I no. Listen, I dated a girl for three years, and she in those three years. Only farted in front of me one time. And the ironic part of it is is she actually farted on my foot. Um, I think maybe she forgot that uh, my foot was resting underneath her ass. Was there an acknowledgement of it when it happened? Or yeah. did you both just sit there and not say anything? Yes, because yeah. it was such an anomaly. Casey got excited. My foot's all warm oh, now. Oh, yeah. um, what did you say? Uh, well, I don't remember. I mean, that okay. was, God, 20 years ago, okay. you know, but I just remember that happening yeah. uh, because she would go to the bathroom and come back like three seconds later. I'm like, listen, that's it, weird. To <laughs> me, that's that Nobody is that's one of the that great that's one of the great tragedies in a relationship where you're I I'm as I, I agree with you on a thousand percent person. I'm just not comfortable with with, uh, you know, uh, a system dump in front of my wife. However, mm-hmm. you've got you have to be able to yeah. uh, um, be casual about other stuff. Yeah. Now, listen, a relationship. I remember at like you know three o'clock in the morning one time I was in severe pain and my wife had to go and buy me an enema and oh. and give that to me. That's, yeah. I'm yeah. like, honey, really? we yeah. have hit it. Yeah. 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 There's this. We've gone to the ultimate here, and thank you for that. Uh, we'll go to Kenny. <laughs> hey, Kenny, you're on the air. Good morning. Oh, hold on. Wait. Let's try this again. Kenny, now we can hear you. Hey, man. Tuna Lady and Nick. <laughs> Tuna Lady and Nick. Wow. Tuna Lady and Nick. Oh, yeah. oh. That has to be fans. at the end of it. Tuna yep. Lady right, and Nick. So, <laughs> all right, what's up, Kenny? So it's kind of, you know when your your dog's pooping and he's making or she's making direct eye contact with yes, you? Yes, know it well. Yep. yep. I have to do the exact opposite only when I'm wiping. Yeah. Like she can be in the bathroom while I'm taking a little deuce. Yeah. But as soon as as soon as I got a wipe, yep. it's like, hey, hey, get out of here. Agreed. Agreed. I can so my the door can be cracked open, my wife can be going past and doing like her office is right next to where you know my my bathroom is, and we can carry on a conversation. She can even pick it, you know, peeking quickly. I'm sitting to the side profile. 
But to me, like that whole the, the wiping, the whole thing, the um, the the bidet, all that stuff. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no cleanups. No. Don't want to have that be uh, observed. That's private time. I yeah. don't need to give those memories to her. All right, I appreciate the phone calls coming in, but we have a variety of stories we have to get to, and we got interviews coming up. So I want to move this along. I thought this was a wonderful story. So, you know, Mars Perseverance, the, yes. the rover landing, it was just a, a huge accomplishment in uh, in science. And among those who helped lead the project was this gentleman named Sergio Valdez. He's from East L.A. And there's an interesting story about him. He is a, He's an engineering manager at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. His parents immigrated from Mexico. He grew up in East L.A., Graduated from Garfield High School in 1991. One of his professors was the famous math teacher, Mr. Jaime Escalante. Oh! From Stand and Deliver. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was his teacher. That's amazing. Calculus teacher? Yeah. Calculus. He taught him calculus. No way. Um, he had said, Valdez said, what he taught me in high school was a huge step forward for me to make a career out of myself. I didn't realize how much he had contributed to my education until I got to college. Wow. And reading this story yesterday, I'm like, you know what? I've got to show my kids that movie. I don't think I've ever seen yeah. that movie. It is such a great That's film. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, Valdez started at uh, NASA JPL as an intern after graduating high school. He then started as a full-time employee after he graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Yes. Uh, he. You're uh, never going to be a mathematician if you can't get comfortable crapping in front of people. <laughs> uh, fast forward to February 2021. He is leading a team of more than 100 engineers. And How they're, cool. They're in charge of the rover's scientific equipment that can answer whether life ever existed on the red planet. He said, granted, I only grew up about 12 miles from JPL, and I had no idea it existed. Uh, so to be able to show up there and start to learn how to be an engineer and start to work as a team member and start to make a lot of contributions that make these missions possible is a huge leap forward. I don't know why um, this mission has moved me as much as it has, because it's not the first one. You know, it's, right. it's no. the fifth, but I've been really interested in it and watched a lot of videos uh, including one of this uh, immigrant engineer the other day who was watching along as the landing happened, and he just got incredibly emotional, and uh, he used to work for JPL, and he, you get invested in these things, and mm -hmm. he's been interviewed by by um, news sources since then. They're good um, stories. The footage that's coming back is incredible. You know, the, the chance that they're going to prove that at some point there was life on Mars, I, I've just been very fascinated by all of it. Hey, can you check something for me, Nick? Because I don't know if Jaime Escalante is still alive or not. Yeah, I'm not Remember sure he, had a, he is. He had yeah. a heart attack, and they right. showed that in the movie. When, right. uh, in the 1980s, and, and he was already, you know. Yeah, he passed away 10 years ago, okay. 11 years ago. Yeah. What a great story. What a great movie as well, and uh, I just love hearing this, so I thought that was cool. Did you guys see the high-res pics? Yeah. Yes. You can, they, you oh can yes. zoom in and, on. And the sound that they caught. Yeah. You know, it's a 15 seconds of wind. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Did you hear listen, that? Listen carefully. <laughs> you hear it? <laughs> Nick and Tuna Lady. <laughs> Nick and Tuna Lady. Tuna Lady. Yeah. Tuna Lady. Tuna Lady. Excuse me. Is anyone there? Tuna Lady. <laughs> now, Nick, how do we respond? <laughs> There's got to be, like, we, <gasps> we can't just. Yeah, you respond with that. Hosanna in the highest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys know I hate that, though. Yeah. Uh, All right, anyhow. Uh, that's a cool story, and uh, I thought that was worth passing. What if everyone, when we, if there are aliens on Mars, what if everyone looks like Edward James Holmes? Wow, that would be so wild. Yep. All right, Sergio Valdez for me. That is a cool story. Garfield that's High awesome. School. All right, what else we got? Yeah. Yeah. 
A recent survey by travel search site Trivago, Trivago, sorry, uh, says that more than 80% of those polled said that travel is part of a well-rounded life. And to that end, nearly half of those polled, 48%, would give up their job. 38% would give up sex for a year. One quarter would fork over all of their savings. And one in five said that they would dump their partner if it meant that they could take a trip in the near future. (laughs) I think that's a bit of an overstatement from these people. I bet you the the one that resonates with me is you, maybe the foregoing of foregoing yeah. of sex yeah. for for travel. not giving up your 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 life savings or your job. I will tell you this, and I know this for a fact. My my relationship with my wife got much better when she stopped feeling that she could only take vacation travel w- with me there it became it was impossible with the way we work our schedules and the way we take vacation we we have to do it all together most often do we kind of veered from that a little bit during pandemic stuff but um she needs to travel she gets almost like around this time she will get seasonal depression you know and that's something that she has to fight so i'm the, the same the travel really does make a world and it doesn't have to be uh, you know, Zurich, it can right. be just going someplace different. Although there, she has been there. She has been to Zurich. <laughs> really, I, I'm a firm believer that there are th- the three elements to it. It's the planning, it's the travel itself, and then it's the, the memories afterwards. And all of those contribute to my well-being. It, it energizes you. Yeah, yeah I'm doing Me, a, I, uh, I'm going to do a driving trip. My daughter and I are uh, next month, and uh, we're just going up to Maine. And just the planning part of it. It's fun. Has been therapeutic for me. Absolutely. I nice. made some plans to uh, defecate with the door open. Wow. Uh, yeah. right. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, wow. see? Yeah. When are you, you going to do that? Are I'm going to do that at the end of March. Okay. No, yeah. but making, uh, making the hotel reservations and then looking at activities and things that you can do, which, by the way, Kathy has some more activities coming Ooh. up for us oh. later on this morning. Main activities? Yes, yeah, not main activities. Oh. No. If you could do that for me, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... but but looking for, you know, things that you can uh, participate in while you're there is kind of a cool... It, it kind of takes you there for a few minutes, you yeah, know? It sure do. Yeah. It do. Uh, more than half of U.S. consumers said that they will take a vacation, uh, vacation later this year, but that also largely depends on vaccination. So there, there are, most people are keeping an eye on what's going on with uh, uh, vaccinations before they're going to commit to travel, but they, they are hoping... That they will be able to do that. Why not tie you to uh, you know kill two birds with one stone, as they say, and set up some sort of resort and amusement park outside of Pfizer? Uh, yeah, that'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't right. it? Yeah, get injected, go yeah. on a roller coaster. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Hey. The <laughs> Moisture. Mm. BuzzFeed, uh, a BuzzFeed post called uh, Why Moist is the Worst Word Ever, <laughs> received more than 4 million views. Uh, this is it... like an ongoing oh, thing. Yeah. Like, there are... You're not alone. I'm not alone. There are no. so many people that hate that word. <clears throat> For a multitude of reasons, but there's there's almost like a mathematical reason why people hate it. So when the New York uh, the New Yorker asked readers to nominate a word to scrub from the English language in 2012, the overwhelming consensus was to ditch the word moist. Uh, the seemingly ordinary adjective inspires an excessive outpouring of ire. The question is, why? So a group of psychologists decided to find out. Researchers from Oberlin College in Ohio and Trinity University in San Antonio ran three different experiments to figure out how many people really find the word moist disdainful and why. So they found that more than 20% of the population studied was averse to the word, but that it didn't have anything to do with the way it sounds. Rather, it's the association 
with bodily functions that, that and, yeah. seem to turn right. most people off, whether they realize it or not. I, I and I've that seemed obvious to me mm-hmm. that, yeah. that moist. Now, w- w- would damp be a word you could use? And mm. I think that people no, because to me, like damp, I associate with like outside, like right. grass or right. I don't know, a towel's damp. Right. Like but moist, moist is like is panties, right? Yeah, right. Totally, yes. Like that's in... <laughs> like, no, it like, is. Like, that's you're, exactly. You're what watching Bridgerton. <laughs> I'm not yeah, kidding. but you know what? I like the idea of moist panties. So you know? do I. I mean, so do I. God, so, no. I mean, no. so much so I piss my pants every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You wear no, panties? Yeah. Okay. They're so comfy. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean with urine, by the oh. way. Oh. <laughs> with lady juice. Lady juice. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. See? Right? And you wonder why I don't like yeah, the word moist. Right? Okay. All right, well, lady quick. juice. Lady what is, what, juices. What is lady juices? What is that? Is I mean, it? You ever have a smoothie? Are thing. you for real? Do you want us to be able to come to work on are Monday? You for real? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would imagine it's the body's natural. It's like mucus. Lubricant, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yeah, mucus It is. It is the lady region yes. prepping for sex. Kathy was the one that brought up slimy fingers the other day. Yeah. If you remember yeah. that conversation? Okay. <laughs> Mostly your fault. So, um, <laughs> most of the participants last week is strange. No, stop it. Most of the participants who told Dad, the reason. Can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Dad, can I talk to you for a minute? Stop. I have a strange discharge. Stop it! Stop it! We're getting in trouble. Most of the participants who told. Mother. <laughs> I like Mother. That. We Bill. know what's coming next. Bill gets angry. I mean, yeah. legit angry. I think, he does. I he think does. he's calmed down now. Does, really? In fact, he said, please, more labia stuff. <laughs> labia. More female juice stuff. That's right. I remember <laughs> that. He said that in Wednesday's meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the participants who told the researchers that they hated the word chalked it up to phonics. Uh, so one participant argued it just has an ugly sound that makes whatever you're talking about sound gross. One participant argued, however, I'm sorry, however, people did not show similar aversions to words that utilize the same sounds, such as foist or rejoiced. Huh. You ever heard of foist? Yeah, yeah. foist your... You're going to foist it off on somebody. Foist it off on us. Oh, yeah. Don't I'm not foist familiar. it off yeah. on him. Got foisted. Wait, and they don't... My, my they... vagina is very foist. No. No. That doesn't they bother them. It's fresh that doesn't bother them. It doesn't them. bother okay. them like moist right, does. Right. Like yeah. a fresh moister. Uh, There's pe- an entire uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about foisting. That, that somebody okay. foists an assistant onto somebody else. All right, I, so people people found the word moist disgusting when it was accompanied by unrelated positive words like paradise or when it was accompanied by sexual words. So this is a type of study they do. They, they, they put words next to each other, and then they ask how you feel about them now. So, do you know why it doesn't hit with me that way, Preston? Because, well... As we said, the, the moistness in general would be in in, in the more uh, sexual thing that is would be considered a positive. But I've also heard the word moist applied to brownies. Well, here's the deal. Yeah. By contrast, when accompanied by food words like cake, yes, people are not bothered by it. No, yes, like a moist brownie a moist is brownie the greatest thing. Is exactly. outstanding, right? Outstanding. My wife just made brownies last night. <laughs> they. Were moist. Nice. So, <laughs> a moist brownie is also something very disgusting. So, let's just move on, Preston. Okay. Are you you're, you're alluding to feces? Okay. Is that right? No, no, no. Just move on. No, it was even worse than that. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. not familiar with that. No, 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 no. Uh, let's. You brought it up, and then you, said you suddenly on. became Roger Rabbit. Is it? <laughs> I would rather move on because it's it's is kind it of a direction. Dictionary? No, no, no. It's not. 
Okay. Let's I, not I, as ruin a matter of fact, the delicious I don't treat talk that about we all enjoy. All right, so I'm moving on. The younger Please, thank you. and more neurotic <laughs> the the younger and more neurotic the study participants were, the more likely they were to dislike that word. Additionally, Heather, the more me, yeah, young and, and neurotic. <laughs> Don't bring up the word moist to the tuna lady. She uh, freaks out. People who found themselves you haven't heard the story of the tuna lady and the word moist. Uh, the people who found themselves particularly grossed out by thinking of of things as moist may just be more likely to associate the word with sex. The researchers uh, postulate. You know how where this is, there's a correlation here, Preston. Hmm. Uh, with the song Hemorrhage in My Hands. We talked about this. Oh, yeah. Our, our former great program director, uh, Jim McGuinn over at Y100, great guy, he he associated hemorrhage with something menstrual. With menstruation. Yeah. And, 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 and so we, we, we couldn't right. call it hemorrhage. Yeah. We, we, he preferred that we use In My Hands, which is the parentheses right. title of that song. And we thought that was kind of silly. It, because hemorrhage is, I don't. It's just internal bleeding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so but it could be anywhere. So and it can be a traumatic brain hemorrhage. That's you know, it. And things like that. But it, it's, or like a moist hemorrhage. For whatever reason, it got under his skin, and uh, and he didn't like us using it. So uh, it was really strange. All right. Um, you know what, Case? So I'm looking at the clock here. Yeah. And should we? We want to try to get in and out of the B file. We have M Night Shyamalan at eight fifteen. Is he? Rigid on that time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we also have Jessica. Uh, yeah, so we should probably go ahead it. and break now to try and stay ahead of the game. Okay. I don't want to miss the uh, the chance to uh, uh, to get a full amount of time to talk about Servant and with M. Night Shyamalan and Old. Yeah. And uh, and all that good stuff. But anyhow. And his super talented daughter who we had on the show. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to wrap up the junk. Okay. Tour That's it. I, go yeah, home. Right, I apologize go. if it's a little short. No, you still here? A little bit longer. Uh, and with taking a break... We have a lot of stuff to give away today yeah. and a lot of guests. So can I give away all these? Yes. All right. So I have, uh, it says four, but I gave away away yesterday. So yeah. I'm going to do three of these. Mm-hmm. I have a Tom and Jerry uh, Mayhem prize pack, including four passes to see the film in theaters, youth t-shirts, activity books, and more. Oh. And we'll take callers 8, 9, and 10, 215-263-WMMR. You can check out Tom and Jerry in their first ever live action animated major com- uh, commotion picture, they're calling it. Uh, Warner Brothers Tom and Jerry is in theaters streaming on HBO Max beginning on, well, it's beginning today, actually. We're going to take a break. B-Files coming up next. We're also going to talk to Jessica Fertalia from CBS3 because there's a feature about us on there tonight. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's take a run at the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. Schedule their full-service program and get free seating every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. We're going to start with the story of survival, man. This is pretty wild. A sailor who fell overboard from a supply ship in the Pacific Ocean at 4 a.m. Spent more than 14 hours clinging to an old fishing buoy before being rescued. Alone in the middle of the ocean and without a life jacket, at dawn he chose to swim toward a black speck on the horizon, a decision that would ultimately save his life. His name was Vyadam uh, Paravedilov. Uh, chief engineer on board the Silver Supporter was hauled back on deck nearly a full day after falling overboard. Wow. He had later told his son 
that he had been feeling dizzy after finishing a night shift in the engine room and had walked out on the deck to recover before he just fell. And he does not remember falling overboard. Uh, he remembers gaining consciousness, seeing his ship sailing away in the dark. The crew did not notice he was missing for six hours. The ship radioed a distress call, and French Navy aircraft joined the search from Polynesia, while France Meteorological Service examined winds and currents to determine a probable drift pattern. This is amazing. He actually told his rescuers that he believes he was taken to an underwater city where they don't allow the eating of hot dogs. No way. Wow. Crew on board were able to determine uh, Perivertilov had been on board at 4 a.m. because he had filled out a log report at the time. At dawn, while he was floating on the water... He saw a black speck on the horizon, unsure what it was. He swam toward it. The dot on the horizon turned out to be an abandoned fishing buoy. Oh. And that's what he held Saved on to until he was found at about 6 p.m. So he floated just hanging on to this buoy. It wasn't moored to anything. It was just floating free. That's why I believe they should put sandwiches in a container in every fishing buoy. Yes. Uh, his ship was set in uh, was in a set search pattern with a crew member hearing a faint voice, and a lookout saw a hand raised from the ocean. They pulled him out, and he was exhausted but unhurt. Wow. The, the odds against that are staggering. Yeah, that's awesome. A woman charged for allegedly attacking a roommate claims that she was acting in self-defense. Cassandra uh, Aparicio allegedly hit her roommate, uh, Caitlin Mason, with a frying pan during an argument, and Mason told police she picked up a cutting board to defend herself. A mutual roommate intervened, and Aparicio threw the frying pan at Mason before coming at her with a broomstick. The two fought on the ground, and Mason told Aparicio that she didn't want to fight and backed away, at which point Aparicio allegedly grabbed a kitchen knife and threatened to kill Mason. Wow. When the mutual roommate... It keeps going. When the mutual roommate tried to separate them, Aparicio reportedly threw the knife at Mason and missed... Then went and took an axe from the hallway, throwing that as Mason at Mason as she fled out the back door. I keep my axes displayed in the hallway as well. Responding deputies report that other roommates' versions of the events were similar to Mason's. Aparicio was later contacted by responding deputies and initially denied the assault, but later admitted to having the broomstick. When she, uh, when told the other roommates' accounts supported Mason's version of the event, she said that they all do drugs together and were jealous because she's prettier than them. That's what set her off? That's what she says. That's what set them off. Yeah. Uh, so she was arrested. She's being held in second-degree assault, harassment, and threat to kill. So you don't see us getting all crazy that Kathy's prettier than we are. <laughs> I know. We've learned to accept it. I mean, we've been, been together so long, you guys are Yeah, just, we were used, used to it to now. now yeah. In the beginning, there was definitely... Sorry. Jealousy. All right, a missing bird is going viral on the Swansea Police Department's Facebook page. Police posted a statement about a bird someone found in town. It said, "Missing chicken." This is the this is the uh, the post. Missing chicken found 1501 North Illinois. Loud, belligerent, non-cooperative, foul-smelling. Won't leave. If you have lost your chicken. Call us. Is <laughs> uh, so yes, I'm a special investigator with the East <laughs> Chicken Division. <laughs> you probably recognize the voice. I am Gene Simmons from the band Kiss. I've devoted my life to reuniting lost chickens with their owners. Is this like America's Most Wanted? Exactly. Like he has a show where right, right. they reenact. And they reenact it. Yeah. And uh, they'll use a dove to portray a chicken. Right. Uh, so if the owner then Was can... It in fact a chicken? Can please call... Yeah, what's a chicken? Yeah. yeah, it said missing chicken was what it said. 
Uh, they called the Swansea police. Commenters on the Facebook post are having some fun. Many of them are pointing out the bird is actually a guinea, not a chicken. Ah. But it does look ah, like a chicken. have to turn you over to another division. <laughs> the guinea division. Yeah. Um, they are right next to the Cornish game hen division. Right. Everybody's in the same yeah, hallway. Exactly. But, yeah, it's you the know. hall of birds. Yeah. <laughs> A teacher's aide in Maryland during a Zoom call. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did you see this? I did. All right. With eighth graders, a Zoom call with eighth graders pleasured himself. Oh, my God. Stop he it. thought the online session had ended. Oh, dear uh, God. I believe the guy. I, I honestly do. Uh, Mark Shack, an assistant for special education students at Shady Grove oh, Middle God. School, Said he was unaware his self-love session had been captured on a virtual call until being interviewed. He said, I thought I was logged out of class when it was over. I had no clue that the Zoom was still on. Why would I do that? That is my job. I had no clue that the Zoom was on. I mean, it's just crazy behavior. Was Uh, he, like... Was he watching something on the computer? Like, why not go... Okay. Yeah, he was watching porn. A 13-second clip later posted on social media shows uh, Shaq gazing at his screen before standing up, taking a few steps away, and then he started doing the deed. His name appeared on the screen as the host of the Zoom call as well. Uh, So this guy, I, listen, I believe, uh, you know, it's immediate career suicide and potential jail if you do that on purpose. But the police are going to investigate and they're going to find out. You're you're thinking he's on the up and up? Yeah, I think, why would you yeah. do that? I mean, it's you're immediately saying, take me to jail right, you know, right, if you yeah. do something Did like that. Did you see, I forget where it was, but it was like an entire school board that had a meeting not yes. knowing yes. that it was uh-huh. being broadcast publicly. It was in and- California, and every one of those, they, they were complaining about the parents, Yeah, and every one of them resigned. Every single one of them resigned. Yeah. Yeah. The whole board quit. The whole board oh quit. So it can, yeah, man, it, it, it can happen. That so. would not have happened if that whole board stood up and pleasured themselves. <laughs> Right? I, that would have been different. Yeah. I didn't mean to end on that one, but that's all we have time for. So I usually don't like to end on one that's a little... But that one is. All right, we have a guest who is standing by. And uh, it is awesome that she had decided to feature the Preston and Steve show. She must have lost a bet. On her show, which is called The Chat With. And you can catch it on uh, CBS3. And it is on uh, tonight at 11 p.m. Yeah. Which is really cool. So we would like to welcome from CBS3 News... Uh, Jessica Cartalia, who's Yay! on the show this morning. Hi, Jessica. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for being on a chat with. Uh, no problem. Listen, we we had a great time. Uh, it would have been really cool if we could have done it in person. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. uh, the way things are, uh, we did it via Zoom, and I think it went over well. Were you yeah. happy video-wise? You're happy with the results? Did we, uh, did we present nicely? I can't wait until you see it. We have this awesome editor, and she sent it over last night, and it's. I was laughing through the whole thing. So I hope Good. you like it. I'm so excited for you to see it, and and I hope you guys love it. Well, we saw the the, the you sent over two little teaser videos, which you popped up on the uh, on the website and social media and so on and so forth, and uh, it, they, they 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 look great. Obviously, this person said we'd love to you know do. Some, well, when you do the extended week long special on yeah. the show, <laughs> we can do it that way. But this is a series you've been doing for a while, right? Yeah, it's fun. We um, we started it kind of as a way to connect people with, you know, Philadelphians and, and notables in the tri-state area. And it's kind of taken off. And the people that we've met have been awesome. But I have to tell you guys, and I'm not just saying this, <laughs> but people have been like, oh, my God, we can't wait to see them. I think people really want are looking forward to knowing you kind of off air. 
But it was funny, Preston, because I said, well, what do people not know? And you're like, well, we kind of air it all out while we're on air. So, um, but I think I think people will be surprised. There are a couple of fun things you guys said. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, pooping with your uh, spouse being in the room with you. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much it's talk about everything. Yeah. You know my husband then. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, so what uh, what brought up the interest in, in featuring our show, Jess? Uh, any particular reason? Yeah, our entire newsroom listens to you guys. Uh-huh. Everybody loves you. Um, so it came up, and um, everyone's like, yeah. I mean, it was like a unanimous, let's do this. So it was great. Um, and you guys were so – we talked to Casey. Casey hooked it up. It was awesome. And like you said, it's so much fun to do it in person. And yeah. usually it's – you know, we have a couple cameras there, and, and it's fun to kind of get that immediate reaction. But I think it worked for this, the Zoom. You know, and I was just listening to you guys talk about the Zoom. Thank goodness. It was all <laughs> yeah. clean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. And I, I, I had my special rig, and I was able to set it up, and hopefully it looks good on, on regular TV because I tried to light the hell out of my horrible face. Uh, and shy of using the you know the headlights from a car. But it uh, <laughs> it, it seems to to uh, to look nice and... and uh, yeah, these these kind of things are weird, but this is the kind of thing that you think, and, and I've asked this from a number of uh, you know journalists and celebrities and directors and so on and so forth that we've had on the show. This is a piece of tech that I think, even after everything is good and we're able to have people in studio and so on and so forth, I don't think this is going away. I think this adds a lot of latitude to what you do in particular, uh, Jessica, and I think that, uh, do you think it's going to be something you're going to have in your uh, wheelhouse from here on in? Yeah, I definitely do. We have a lot more access to people, and it's so much more convenient. So if we had been trying to set up the shoot with you guys, it would have been, you know, I yeah. work nights. You guys are mornings. So we would have had to find a time that works, then coordinate with the photographer. It was just easy. So, you know, but I miss that in-person contact. Yeah, so yeah. I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping we can get back to that that soon. Hey, so. Jessica, I have, a, I have a personal question for you. Uh, Cartalia, yeah. your last name, is that a married name? Yeah, and by the way, you nailed that. Thank um, you. No, it's not. My um, Cartalia is my family name. My, All right. What's the origin of that? Because the spelling is is really different. I know it's Serbian. Serbian. Ah. My married last name is Anakiriko, which is not much better. Mm-hmm. They're both. That's a like tough a one too. Smith. Yeah, you you didn't get a break. Is the is the no, married no. name is the married name Greek? No, Italian. Italian. Okay. Italian. All right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's her, your last name is K A R T A L I J A. Right. Yeah. Which uh, what what's the usual mispronunciation you get on that? Oh, it, well, it, it depends on what part of the country I'm in. In Southern California, people say like Cartalija. Cartalija. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's funny, and for news, they you know no news director has ever asked me to change it or anything. But and it's now that I'm back, you know, I'm from San Diego. Now that I'm back on the East Coast. More people out here can pronounce it. I think you know they, they kind of have that that Slavic influence over here. So, okay. uh, but yeah, everybody kind of you can hear the pause when they go Jessica Card. <laughs> well, you you are you are from here. You were you were you were raised here, were you not? I I grew up in San Diego. My parents are both from here. My oh, okay. I thought for some reason yeah, you had some sort of connection here. Yeah. Yeah, and then I went to Penn State. Um, we were just huge Penn State football fans, and so I came back here. So it's kind of funny to be back out here, and then you know my parents are in California. Oh, really? You guys switched places? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, which was, and I in college, you know, I majored in broadcasting and minored in Spanish, thinking I'd be back out there and it would make me more marketable. Being just northern, <laughs> yeah. you know, and here I am, like, oh, Cartalija, that's <laughs> right. 
Oh, that's yeah, you, know. you. You should have studied Delco knees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Well, that's what I'm learning. We live in Delco. So. Yeah. Oh. Excellent. You got another one, Kate. I know. <laughs> Is your husband from Delco? My husband, no, he's from Baltimore originally. He went to St. Joe's here. Uh, he played baseball. I know some of those guys are listening, so hi, guys. Uh, right. the guys well, Baltimore the is the Delco of Maryland. It is. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah perfect. Yeah, so we didn't go far, just a little more north. Nice. All right, well, uh, Jessica, so uh, in the 11 o'clock tonight, uh, the feature is going to be on, correct? Yeah, so 11 o'clock. It usually airs around like 11, 12, 11, 15. Um, and it's about and, 15 minutes long, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of our newscast mm-hmm. leads right into Colbert. There you go. No, I'm expecting, like, something will blow up today. Oh, of and, course. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it'll get pushed. Something aside, innocuous, so. hopefully, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No. There's no way I think they would put you guys in the lead. There are enough people tuning in. I think I think they would immediately cut to a porter potty fire if they had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, by the way, do us a favor. Tell Yuki yeah. to try and get us in a movie or something like that down the road, if you would. You know who you guys need to talk to? You guys are having night on soon, right? Yeah, and yeah. he was in Servant. He was in one of the episodes of Servant. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. we both were. And I, well, I'm glad you saw Yuki. Wait, you, oh, were, you were in it? it too? Yeah, we're sitting next to each other. Ah. Um, <laughs> listen. Um, yeah, don't blink. It's like literally 10 seconds. Left. But, you know, it's interesting. Knight has told it. Well, I call him Knight because that's what Yuki calls him. Yuki has been in so many of his films. Uh huh. Knight has actually told Yuki that he's like his good luck charm. Well, t- listen to this. We consider Knight a friend of the show. We've had we've had at least an ongoing relationship for many years. Nothing. Not a thing. Squat. Not even. A, in fact, Crickets. any words that pertain to the show, he edits out of the script. <laughs> Well, we've been trying to get him for a chat with two guys, and now that we did you, maybe he'll be like, oh, okay. Well, oh, you see. The, the one problem is that Yuki's, like, the man. He's so, great. So, yeah. of course, he, yeah. he adds credibility where we immediately extract credibility. And, from I'm, so, and I'm sorry he overshadowed you in that scene, Jessica. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for noticing, guys. You'll sorry. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we're going to get night on next, so you'll have, to, you'll have to stay tuned for that. But listen, thank you, Jessica. We will be watching tonight in the 11 o'clock uh, for the feature on a chat with... On CBS uh, 3 News. So thanks a bunch. We appreciate it. Guys, thanks for doing it. Have a great weekend. You too. Jessica! Cartalia from CBS 3. Uh, She's so sweet. She was really... And the fact that we were able to pull it together and do the deal was was pretty wild. All right, so we're going to break. We're going to come back. And when we return, yes, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan will be on this very show. Stay with us. And and later on, Judd Nelson is going to be on. Yes. We got more giveaways with uh, Casey Ray Sports Bar at the Landis Theater, where tomorrow, uh, a week from tomorrow, Quiet Riot is going to be performing. So, yeah, a real live rock show, believe it or not. We're going to be back in a moment. Stay put. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon mobile stations or for free groceries. Plus, 
get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, so Rochelle's been busy this week, so we haven't had a chance to watch. We're one episode behind on Servant, and I'm not going to cheat on her. We we have to watch oh, it together. Yeah. I, I'd cheat on her in a second. I can't, no, no, you wouldn't. Uh, so we're not going. I'm not going to cheat. But that there's a new episode today, so we'll have two episodes to watch Ooh, this week. Yeah, I'm very I get like the about. update. Apple TV gives me an update when it's released, and yep. so each every Friday night, I'm watching uh, it. Let's welcome the director behind all of that craziness that is the show Servant. Play- oh, we got themes to a song. Here we go. Night Train. Love it. Please welcome Mr. M. Night Shyamalan Yay! to the show. Good morning, Night. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Getting ready to start shooting season three, actually. Wow. Season oh, three. Awesome. All right, so let me ask you. I've heard this reported. Uh, the plan is for four seasons. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. That, that, over the pandemic, I kind of outlined it in in the library, and it came out to four seasons in my head. So, and that were I to me, the, especially the way you tell a story, and especially the way this awesome series is developing. Uh, I I love knowing there will be a you know you, there there's a structure and an end and the whole thing planned into it. Uh, to me, a lot of times, and you know, I'm sure you, throughout your years of television watching or whatever, have been brought along by a show and and. It's like God. This they don't know where they're going with this, and and you know they, 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 there's a replication involved and story replication. This this show servant is so unique that I know uh, I'm thrilled to hear we're ending towards a um, you know it'll be sad but it'll be great to have a definitive end. Yeah, I think it's part of the the thing that made me hesitate about television is its uh, uh, open endedness, yeah. the sense of how right. you know you get renewed each season, and can you even finish the story? Will you ever get to finish the story? And do you know your end? And the the beauty of the format is you you learn the characters as you're writing, and 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 what does the show want to be? So there's a is a different aspect to it than movies, and that part's wonderful. But at some point, you need to kind of decide where you're going, and I think that's why so. So few shows, in retrospect, feel like they they knew where they were going. Yeah, you know, the Breaking Bads of the world that that are they're so rare. Yeah. So, do you know how it ends? I do. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I saw Reese Witherspoon uh, asked, you know, like for example, where is Jericho, the baby? And um, you said, can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen King. Yep. Stephen King was tweeting about it. Guillermo del Toro as well. You've got heavy yeah. hitters who are yeah. totally enamored of this series. Uh, uh, night and that's got. I mean, obviously, you've gotten accolades before. When but when you get from peers at that level, that's got to be an extra bonus. It's really wonderful. I mean, you know, when you go when you do a movie, you can go to the movie theater and you know stand in the back or peek in and and see people's reactions and um and and this format you don't get to to feel it as much and so it's wonderful when you see it on social media that people are loving it and connecting with it and the growth of the show. I think. From the first season to the second season, kind of astonished Apple and myself how how much it's grown. It's kind of two to three times its <clears throat> number of viewers, and um, that's obviously very unusual. And it's wonderful it's all these people saying that. But I, I yeah, I mean, when we Reese t- tweeted that, and I Reese um, I tweeted back out to her that I couldn't tell her. It reminded me because my wife had 
I, I asked her, and she was cooking. She's cooking dinner, and I said, "Oh, I'm coming. What What are we having?" And then she said, "What What happens in season three? <laughs> <laughs> so turnabout is fair play. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even understand what she was saying. I was like, what? Did you the wrong text? Did you? Did I miss something? She's like, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you if you tell me. And I was like, oh man. Uh, Knight, you do the editing on your movies. Did you edit uh, the show as well? I do. I do. I do it okay. all here. I do it all here on the uh, near my house and. Um, just, you know, what ends up happening on television is the director gets, if each episode gets a, a certain amount of time and then they hand it over to me and then I finish it and put in the music and the sound effects okay. and all that stuff. Well, I, I have a question. I'm sure I you know the answer to this. When you're, when you're cutting this together, and do you at this point realize that the audience is going, what is wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> the comedy of it, the black comedy of it is, is, uh. As part of what I love about <laughs> the tone of the show, the inappropriate yes. humor of it, I think, I think probably, you know, when you strike it, it especially with Apple, I think I, when they first they were so excited about it, they were, I think they were nervous about the dark, the dark edge of it, and and I think how how it's being received and everything, and they love it. They they kind of used to like secretly call me each of the executives and go, this is, I love the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it 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 plays it plays like. I, like to me, it has Hitchcock pacing, which which I love. Right. And when you talk about the dark humor of the show, to me, Rupert Grint has been such a find, so, so um, unbelievable. Totally it's been the best thing I've ever seen him in. I He's mean, honest. he is so good because he can walk yeah. that line where you sense his and his presence. Right, It'll, none of these characters are especially likable, but they all have things that you like about them, perhaps in certain reactions. But they're they're on this inevitable journey and and you're like countless times you're saying why don't do that yeah and then they do it <laughs> uh and and, and and that's all clearly by design but the one who seems to have the most fascinating and amusing take is rupert and uh his his character yeah. uh and and that's what makes it i think so uh julian's uh take on everything makes it so darkly amusing oh man he is he's a was just a find i i I don't know how this happened. He auditioned for me, and I couldn't believe how good the audition was. And and I said, "Gosh, he's perfect for this. This character was who he was." And I've, I actually haven't seen him since the Harry Potter series. I met him on the set of Harry Potter when there was some discussions of me directing uh, one of the Harry Potters. So I met him as a child, and then mm. he auditioned for me. I mean, he's amazing. I'm telling you honestly, he does. He doesn't have a bad take. He just everything out of his mouth is hilarious and perfect on tone. It's like he he tells me that he so for whatever reason this character just connects with him and and he just gets him. I love how he's missing things because he has to get another drink. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so much I'm not a wine drinker. There was so much wine drinking in the show that I'm starting to like salivate a little bit when they crack a bottle open. It makes the cast of Cougar Town look like the Temperance League. <laughs> Knight, I wanted to ask you about um, your take on what you're doing with local news. And uh, so she uh, is a a reporter. And Dorothy. Yeah. Dorothy is a reporter. And there's always little clips of the news and kind of the quirky aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, it's been so fun They coming up with kind of local news angles. So there was one in an episode I directed where 
she she uh, reports on a, a fight at a like a Popeye's chicken. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I love it. There's an actual brawl over a chicken sandwich. What's what's great is that they, you, they you, the, the the pacing is such. This is a, a legitimate brawl has gone on, and her in her sometimes tone deaf way samples the sandwich after the thing. Like, <laughs> hey, is she based off of anybody in Philly? No, I mean, <laughs> no, no. She, Lauren, when she came to audition, you know, it's such a the, the the character, as you know, if you watch the show, is completely manic. But she's manic for a reason. She's kind of fighting fighting this truth that she is not admitting to herself about what happened to her child. So she's kind of you know like a, a wire just just sizzling all the time, and a lot of humor comes from that. She's trying too hard to be to be okay, and so she wears these big bulk patterns and she's you know the perfect host and and all of that stuff and she's got it all together she thinks and but it's not it's not based on that when lauren came in she's such a theater trained actress um and i hire a lot of theater trained actors because i do a lot of long takes and she came in an audition and had that kind of pitch and it was so funny uh a lot of women came in and they broke my heart with the with their um performances but when Lauren did it, she broke my heart in this in this other way, where where you can't believe it. I I, I believe she's she's unbelievably talented, and giving one of the best performances on television. It's amazing. Well, just real quick, I, so I have said that I, I thought that you based it off of a local reporter, and I won't say who it is because <laughs> I I very much love her, and and she is a friend of mine. But every time I say that, I get emails from people naming the exact same person. Wow. Wait, you could tell me what I, I no, I'll that. text your wife. Tell her it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I wanted to ask you one follow-up question about Rupert because, you know, when you when you star in a franchise like Harry Potter, which is just a worldwide phenomenon, there is a, a bit of an albatross that carries that you carry around for the rest of your life. And I was thinking, like, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and, and the Star Wars franchise. Is, is it ever a burden for Rupert um, being associated with the Harry Potter world, or is it just a, a blessing that he considers a part of his acting career? You know, I, I've been out with him, and, you know, obviously for a certain generation, he is iconic. Um, and so when I'm, we're, out, we're out together, there's a whole, you know, strata of age groups that cannot believe that who's standing there. Yeah. You know, their childhood is standing right there. He's very at ease with that part of it. I think it's funny. This is, this is the new part for him, which is he's an excellent adult actor. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. people love him in this role. This is this part is new where he's actually it's not the material. His performance is the thing that's that's causing all the excitement all around the world and in the UK where he lives. So I'm so happy for him that and as as you mentioned, this is very rare to be a child actor and then have a very successful adult career. Yeah. So uh Toby Kebble plays um Sean, who is a chef on the show, and the amount of incredibly <laughs> Inviting gourmet food. The episode that your your own daughter uh, directed, uh, Pizza, has food that makes you oh. want to just jump through the TV and 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 eat it. Jesus Christ! It's so good. Did you did you get? I mean, do you get? You, are you guys eating yourselves silly with all this stuff on set, or is it is it actually edible? I mean, because there is some high level gourmet food on that set. <laughs> oh no, we're eating everything. <laughs> we eat we eat everything. That episode when Ashana directed that, it was so silly. She's like, "Why is everyone on set?" I'm like, it's the "Pizza." So every, take, every take, every take, I call she calls cut. Then they had to bring in a new pizza. Then all the crew members, all the producers, were all we're all eating all the pizza up and waiting for the next take. And then 
you know, I was joking. I was like, ah, I think you need to do another take. I didn't like what she did there. Just do another take. <laughs> hey, who's your gourmet consultant uh, on all that? Because it's all very, uh, some of this stuff is very uh, obscure. Avant-garde. Dishes and avant-garde yeah. dishes, yeah. You know, it's funny. It was it's Chef Drew who came from Mark Vetri. So Mark, okay. that whole school, um, and he and, and, and Drew did, uh, was the head at Amis. And so it's that whole line of, of the Philly kind of Italian food. Uh, that Vetri kind of started here, and so it was. I went to Vetri to Mark and and said, "Hey, who who do you think and can you guys supervise this?" And it's a big food show, and mm-hmm. um, we've just had a ball. So we have our own, we have a prep kitchen in the back where they prep, and actually the kitchen in the house actually works. So they're always cooking there, and wow. the food's always you know through the set. And of course you're working and you're starving, and then you're like, "Are you making lamb bolognese?" Can I, can I, have a <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I always pay close special attention during eating scenes to. How long the take goes while the person is chewing to see if they actually swallow. And <laughs> right, so do they spit out after every single bite? You know, we do that on some movies. We no, I've never seen anybody do that on Servant. <laughs> <laughs> no, the food's too damn good. Why would you? Well, you really have to be confident in your acting that whatever take you're doing is going to be the you're take. Absolutely that, right. Right. You're absolutely right. No, that happens on movies when you do you know 15 takes and you eat a cheeseburger or something like that. Oh, maybe. Oh, by the way, I lied. I, Lauren did spit out that that the the chickens Popeye chicken things that we were doing. Oh. Okay. <laughs> she had been spoiled on all the. She was, <laughs> Raised eel and stuff. Could not like handle that. Yeah. I have to say, so I don't know what um, you know what uh, uh, you have over there in the in the Shyamalan household that generates such super talented kids. But uh, <laughs> Ishana direct her man. How cool is it? It's got to be really cool for you, Knight. That she's got her her sense of directing. That she the, the episode one the one in particular that she directs where it starts off with between the crack and the door. And I mean, she's just doing some really cool stuff, and it's it's so you without being you, and that's got to be really cool for you to see that. No, I've I've been so proud of of um, I have three daughters, and the two older ones are in the arts, and um, they're both exploding right now and really conducting themselves as as I Bob and I would have hoped as leaders and 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 with ethics and and also. Uh, you know, being vulnerable and taking chances and, and risking failure and all that stuff. So you, the, the episode that airs today, Shauna wrote, and it's hilarious, hilarious, just absolutely. Hilarious. She has such a sense of humor, as you could see in the pizza episode, but she wrote the one that's the, that you'll see tonight. And then the episode next week, Salika has uh, a song in it, and oh. uh, yeah, it's amazing. These she was phenomenal, are... by the way. We had her. We had her on as a you know, oh, as a guest. Yeah, she loved you guys. Yeah. as always. Yeah, nice. you guys are so sweet. Thanks, man. Hey, listen. Uh, speaking of sweet, uh, Marissa had told me a story about. I guess you guys were shooting in October in Rittenhouse Square, and it was a scene that required to be in winter, so you brought in snow. <laughs> yes, uh, for the scene. <laughs> And when you guys were done, like all the kids in the neighborhood came over and started playing with the snow. <laughs> it's sweet. I mean, those the the spruce the spruce street people that have to to uh, you know deal with our shooting and all that stuff. They're they're, they're so wonderful and. I hope they can hang in there until our end of our fourth season. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you'll use uh, you know actual interiors of actual buildings in Philadelphia. Have you yeah. ever used the same place twice? 
I don't think so. No, no. And as we're laying out the rest of the show, I'm I'm trying to find you know places. You know, of course, Philly's so close to my heart, and I want you know the world to watch. I love it. You know, when these shows go out, we we take you know we're here in Philly, and you know we 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 think of ourselves as you know just our hometown. But you know, servant goes all over the world. So like someone in Thailand is watching and 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 seeing what Spruce Street looks like mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. So these things I take really seriously that we're you know talking to the world and 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 millions and millions. And millions of people are watching. So normally, you know, you, you say, okay, so here's, uh, you know, the synopsis of the show. I, I have been such a fan of just saying to people, not telling them anything, just say, watch this. If you if you like s- stuff that makes you that, you know, the, the second the show ends, you go, oh, because you're so, you know, interested and, and, and uh, excited for the next episode and the story progressing. I love not knowing where something is going and being along and not having stuff revealed or, or telegraphed. And that's what Servant is all about. But we have to also ask you about old and the fact that you had <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, 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 you were the first commercial out of the gate at the Super Bowl on the Super Bowl telecast. Was that nerve wracking and wonderful at the same time? You know what? I think I was more nervous than Tom Brady. <laughs> I swear, I don't know. I don't know why it was. I, first of all, he doesn't get nervous, which is the thing. And I was, as the game was getting closer, and my family was watching, and the TV was on. I was nervous, and I'm like, I, I, I you know, because it was like, gosh, you know, I, I had had a commercial on the Super Bowl a long time ago with signs, but as you know, it's the it's the costliest yeah. commercial to get, and that spot is the most watched commercial of the year. So wow. it's. And they, the, I don't know how it works, but I think the station has to choose it. Like you have to be chosen to be that, to, oh. to be in that position. And so we were, when I got the call, you know, three days, four days before, hey, you know, CBS and said you, you we're going to be the first commercial off off the kickoff. It was like, it was such a big thing for me. And you know, um, and I knew it was going to be incredibly watched because of the two quarterbacks. So I was, I was super nervous. And it was, it was. Oh, so oh I got to tell you, so we watching the thing, and a shot, I go. They go turn it up, Ashana, and and Ashana goes to the control, and she claims she didn't hit the wrong button, but she turns off the TV, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, and everybody starts screaming, and she's like, "I didn't do anything," and we're grabbing the remote control and putting mm. back on, and luckily they didn't go to commercial break too quickly. So. Well, that's two less episodes of Servant she'll be directing. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, no, the the, the 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 commercial was very effective, and I love hearing this story and tell me if this is true. This, the old uh, was basically uh, it was a graphic novel that was brought to you by your daughters. It, it was. It was. You know, I try. I. It, you know, it's tricky. You try. I'm a, I'm a super sentimental guy, and so I get very emotional about obviously anything that the girls yeah. involved with. Um, but they did give it to me as a as a Father's Day gift. It was this obscure graphic novel that they found kind of magically, you know, in the in the back of a comic book store, and. I read it and I was just so moved by the subject of our relationship to time and just watching even the conversation we're having about the girls. These were babies in diapers that used to come to the set and now they're, you know, on iTunes and, yeah. and directing, you know, all these huge things. And it's when did this happen? How this happened like in a blink. Right. And, so, and, and my parents and visiting them and talking to them and they're, so, you know, they're so small and tiny now. And it's like this sense of how did this all, when did this all happen? And so, it, it really was speaking to the things I was thinking about, and I think uh, from what, even from the response to the the initial commercial, and the trailer that will come out, I know you know the people that have seen it. It's this subject is universal, obviously, that everybody goes, "Wow, time moves really fast." And 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 and, and the that that 
you know that that's it. This how brief it is, and how brief a life is, and how how fast you know it relatively. Yeah. So you okay when you're waiting at the DMV, it can seem long. But there, you know, in, in general, there are things that you you. How often you're turning around and saying, "Where did the time go?" So I, I love the whole idea that you were able to do this. Also, under the circumstances that you did it, was this the first major film to go into production in the pandemic? I, I think it was. I, I think it was. We were on the front both with the servant uh finishing servant second season which is why we're one of the few shows that has a new season to show you guys um we were one of the first to go back both here in philly and then also in the dominican republic where i was shooting uh the movie uh you know it was uh you know we didn't know Uh, you know so we went overboard in terms of all the safety precautions and all that stuff and luckily we we didn't have a single case on either on either production um, we got very lucky, and we had and we shot during hurricane season. Oh boy! In in the Dominican, and believe it or not, uh, my, our sets got destroyed by a hurricane. Oh wow! And we rebuilt them again, so it was one of those things. And we still were not out of the hurricane season. And there was a moment where I was like, "This is insane!" In a hurricane season, in a pandemic, <laughs> yeah, this is not it's not possible. But we yeah. ended up going there and 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 having an inc- and and ended up being flip. I think when you see the movie. We were also isolated there because of the pandemic. No one could fly out. Their families couldn't come. All of that stuff, and we all stayed together. And you can feel it on the in the movie how connected everybody is and how focused we were on the movie. It's it it you can tell a piece of art when it's of a place and of a time when it's very specific and old has that that quality to it. Cool. I didn't know about the hurricane, but when when you first tweeted out the production was starting, it was it was a little um, uh, I had mixed emotions because. Uh, number one, it was great to see that, hey, there's some new stuff that's going to be coming mm-hmm. out, and people are working, and this is cool. Oh, but look, they're in paradise. Isn't that <laughs> nice? <laughs> Isn't that just wonderful? Because the first shot you showed was just this beautiful tropical <laughs> land. You're like, what, what, what part of Philly is that? Yeah. <laughs> The West Philly corner, it's right. very, not many people know Gosh, it's it. lush. I hey, had no idea. So question, with the with the tentative uh, release date, July 23rd, and I say tentative um, because of, you know, the, the movements that have been made for releases, um, are you, are, are we hoping for a wide theatrical release, a, a hybrid of releases? How, how do you think that's going to roll out? No, it's if you saw the commercial. If you look at it, it says only in theaters. Yeah, only I, I theaters. noticed that. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if there was any movement. And on I'm, that. I'll be, I'll be in that freaking theater. <laughs> I'm so chomping at the bit. Yeah, I want to go to the movies big time. Well, look, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I was so hap- happy that Universal wanted to do that and did that and wanted to say, hey, you know, uh, our art form isn't gone; it's coming back, and we'll, we'll be there when we're safe. And we, we picked that date, and we pe- picked it based on the information that I had at the time and Universal had, and it's, it's playing out nicely. You know, we're at 68 million have been vaccinated, and, yeah. and uh, at this rate, 30 million a, a month are getting vaccinated. We'll see. We'll get there. We'll, well get there. Yeah, I mean, and we're clearly headed in the right direction, and there's a lot of reason for optimism, which leads me to my next question, because this week the city announced that uh, slowly we're going to start letting people back into Sixers and Flyers games, and I'm wondering if uh, you have any plans on going to a game if, if and when we're allowed back in. Hey, I'll be there, definitely. Yeah. Are you kidding? I was like, Go, these guys can't win a championship with us not there. I'm like, we gotta, we gotta be. They're playing so well. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I've gotten to know uh, Daryl 
the new head there and just a sweet man. And I, um, I'm very excited for the team. I'm very excited for Embiid. I think he's found himself and, and, and I love when I see someone, an artist or an athlete or even anybody just get comfortable with themselves and, and you see that light shooting off of them that they can always find that source of strength. And he has that now. And I love that he represents us. Have you met Doc Rivers yet? I have. I have. I met him once at a, strangely at a restaurant in L.A. We sat next to each other when they were waiting to seat us. And I was like, hey, and we talked once and then we spoke courtside once. So. I mean, what a ray of light that guy is. He just does so much good yeah. for the community and, and certainly for the team. Oh, you're, such a good man. You're, you're, you're such a champion, obviously, and so, uh, of this area, Knight, and, and supporting all this stuff. And, and to me, that, that world in which the theaters are open and the, you know, the, the life is returned to Center City and all that, I think that's what we're all looking forward to. I assume you are chomping at the bit for all of that as well, because that's, I think you've said before, the energy of where we are is that, and, and we need that back. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, we all need each other. Yeah. And- um, I'm, I, you know, through this whole thing, I've, you know, having been the head of the two productions and I know between them, I don't know, six, 700 people that, um, I'm in charge of, and, you know, there's different reactions to it. Some of it thinks, think, some people think it's the end of the world yeah. and some people think it's a hoax and, and, and to, to deal with all of those, those different reactions, uh, everything in between and try to get them into the middle and say, Hey, let's go by science and, and, and let's try to do our lives in a very safe and respectful way to each other. And, um, and that's what I've kind of guided everybody towards. And I'm, I'm happy where we are. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's, I see the numbers dropping. I'm, uh, we're all going to rush to be with each other again. That's just human nature. Yeah, that's how it we're is. built. We need it. And listen, if we think our lives are weird right now, just watch Servant. <laughs> <laughs> get a whole new perspective on what's weird. You need um, to watch. If you're not, you can get caught up. You need to watch it. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, if people are, who are reticent, don't, uh, jump on board. Get on board. You're going to love it. Yeah, it's on yeah. Apple. Uh, and there's just a, a couple of new uh, episodes left for the season, and then that'll be it. And then uh, then, we, then we're going to have to wait. But four seasons altogether. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear yeah. that there's a, a definitive, you know, we're going to wrap at this time because that, that helps me out a lot. So Yeah, the commitment. Yep. Um, commitment. So, excellent. Listen, Knight, always great to have you on. Uh, have Thank yourself you a great weekend. Continue success, and we'll talk soon, okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Take you care. Go. All right. Night, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am excited to watch the next episode. I, I'll be caught up pre the the episode today, and so I'll get that in weekend. We'll all be on the same page. We'll talk about it freely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a bitch because we all have to sync up for WandaVision, and we all have to sync up I for Turban. I know. New WandaVision, too. I know, and I'm excited. It's good. These are good days. Uh, yeah, for, it's for, starting for back. Turban. Yeah. All right, um, listen, we are going to take a break. We have another guest on the way. We're going to get uh, Judd Nelson on. I would like to give away another pair of tickets to see Quiet Riot yeah. uh, with opener Head Soup at the Landis Theater next Saturday. Uh, let's take call number 14 at 215-263-WMMR. And by the way, Casey Rays, they um, they brought in uh, the Pickleback Corn Dog. I saw them. I mentioned earlier. Nathan hot dog, Nathan's hot dog stuffed inside a pickle, cornmeal battered and fried, served with chipotle honey mustard. They were glowing. They have crab cake egg rolls, pulled pork, chicken, and waffles, all the good stuff. And you can get this when you go to the Landis Theater. And by the way, they're going to present uh, Green Day's American Idiot as their first main stage show back since COVID shutdown. Dates are April 16th, 17th, 23rd, 24th, and 30th. And May 1st, and you can go to LandisTheater.com for more information. And they are in Vineland, New Jersey. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a second. Stay with us.
highlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Stereo League. I'll be in the bright light spinning around to the summer night sounds. Stereo League, your Local Shots Artist of the Month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Uh, Steve and I were just talking about how much we dig our, our next guest. And uh, even cooler is he's got ties to uh, Philadelphia. You went to Hanford College. Yeah, how about oh, that? I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, right? Uh, this is great. Please welcome Judd Nelson hey. to the show. Hey, Judd, how you doing, man? How are you guys? Awesome, yeah, bud. I just heard your traffic report, and I remember the Schuylkill Expressway. <laughs> wow. Inside, inside and outside guardrails make that like a bobsled track. Totally. Oh, yes. 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 And if you if you get a flat tire, dude, you're screwed, <laughs> man. That's yeah, it's always good to travel with a priest, I think. Yeah. <laughs> On the Schuylkill, I think it's required. Yeah. So, Judd, uh, you're on to promote uh, Girl in the Basement. This is coming on uh, tomorrow on Lifetime at 8 o'clock. And, uh, you know, seeing the trailer, getting the, the vibe for this, this is a this is an evil character you're playing. And this was inspired by true events, it says. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. Um, it was inspired by a number of cases, primarily the uh, Victor Fritzl case in Austria. I remember this. father that um, built... A, an underground apartment and then kidnapped his daughter and kept her there for over 20 years and had kids with his daughter. Oh, my God. So, so Nobody knew about it. It's just crazy. So he sets up this, this facility under his own home. He's conducting a, a, a quasi-normal life, but, but unbeknownst to everyone, or at least everyone but he and his, his daughter, this this secondary thing is going on where he's perpetrating all sorts of horrors on his own flesh and blood for 20 yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it is, if this were not true, no one would buy it for a second. It'd be like, what is this? Yeah. But the fact that it's even more horrific than we could show is truly mind-boggling. I mean, wasn't there that case three years ago, the guy that kept three women in his home yeah. outside of Cleveland? Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, one of the problems is we really have to, think about community more. I mean, we are our brother's keeper, and we can't forget that, you know? All right, so where do you, as an actor, start to put this guy together? Um, I mean, because that's just flat-out evil, you know? Yeah, but I think that monsters and bad guys and villains, they don't think of themselves as villains. No. They think of themselves as the heroes of their own story. So... Yeah, it's... it's I think it, he's going to impart some wisdom to his daughter. You know, she's going to learn some respect. And then, of course, he goes off the rails early and often. So it would have been the impetus of just being, I'm, I'm going to try to keep my daughter on the, from, from being corrupted by the world becomes this absolutely sick and demented twist on it. But he, this guy, at least the original character, the, 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 the inspiration for the story, he grew up, I, I guess, towards the end of, of Nazi Germany. And he had a, uh, he had a psychotic mother himself, correct? Yes, I mean, I think that people don't become like this, you know, without external forces working hard against them. I think that this guy was born in 1935, and uh, by the time he he, he was uh, was raised under Nazi rule for the first 10 years of his life. Right. 
and his mother raised him alone, and she beat him every day. And I think that's how you make a psychotic, probably. You know. Yeah. Okay. How do, how does this subject matter end up on Lifetime Television? It <laughs> sounds pretty stark for that. Yes, I think so, and um, I think they're making a, a transition from uh, into more realistic and I had more horrific, actually, stories. And I think that in this case, we had a first-time director that you never would have suspected was a first-time director. Elizabeth Rome is so good. She's done a lot of acting, and all her experience has translated very well to her as a director. She was uh, communicative. She was in charge. She was kind. I really enjoyed working with her and would work with her again in a second. Yeah, Lifetime's made a concerted effort to start to uh, support these uh these other uh, people behind the camera, but they just, there was a special, a movie that I watched last weekend about the Gilgo Beach murders uh, on Lifetime, cool. same same series, the Rip from the Headlines uh, series, and, right. and, and it was it was stark and and uh, and well done, and a, a nail-biter, I mean, based on a true story, as is this, and, uh, you know, they're, they're really putting their, their efforts into it, you can see it on the screen. Yeah, and we shot, it was the first project that I'd worked under, under, under COVID. Ah. Uh. And that makes it very unique. We shot outside of Atlanta, and basically we got tested every other day. And you go to work, you drive to the hotel, and you stay in your room. Wow. You go to work, and you drive back (laughs) to the hotel, and you stay in your room. But I can't think of a more appropriate film to be doing under these conditions about, you know, staying in the room under your house every day. Absolutely. Hey, I I had a question, Judd, about playing a a character that is uh, the antithesis to your own personality. Um, a, a week or so ago, we were on discussion about <clears throat> actors who will play a real jerky character, a douchebag character, and Paul Gleason's name came up because he played uh, Principal Vern in in The Breakfast Club. And, and I, Clarence Beeks, he played Clarence. Yeah, Clarence, Clarence Beeks, for, which is here in Philadelphia. And you know what? I had watched the 30th anniversary um, uh, commentary that you and Anthony Michael Hall did for Breakfast Club, and you guys were talking about what a sweetheart paul gleason was as an individual and he he played a jerk in so many movies that it's hard to separate the man from those kind of typecast characters but but you guys said he was just the best oh he was a great man may he rest in peace i really enjoyed working with him i liked torturing him i liked (laughs) making him a bit angry at me but um he was wonderful to work with he had lots of ideas and um he was just a good guy i liked him a lot and um it's a shame, you know, because yeah. acting is a profession of illusions. And if you do your job well enough, people confuse you with the illusion you created. I mean, it's rare for a baker to be mistaken for the cake. Right, <laughs> right, right. No, you're wow. right. And the, but that... Connery, I mean, we think Sean Connery is James Bond. But yeah. I'm sure if, like a, if a fight were to have broken out while he was, you know, still alive mm-hmm. and he was eating in the restaurant with his wife, he wouldn't break up the fight. <laughs> you're right. Fight. It, you know? it, it's it's such a uh, it's sort of a collateral aspect of being an actor. I have to tell you, Preston's favorite film of all time is is The Breakfast Club, and yeah. it, just because of, and for many, and I'm sure you've heard I, it. And, and John Hughes and everything, the the seminal influence it is as as an actor when you talk about being associated with something. In this case, you know you you were sort of a flashpoint for a lot of people vis a vis this project, and I'm sure throughout your life since then you've heard from people. Who have who who really it affected and helped motivate and and in a way was life changing. That's got to be great. Yeah, so it's, it's incredibly flattering, and it's really a, a testament to the uh, writing ability of John Hughes. And working on that movie, Hughes. A lot of people talk about being a collaborator, but Hughes 
really wanted us included in the whole process. And that was, I didn't know how rare it would be, but it was a mm-hmm. wonderful experience. Yeah, and it's and kind of... him too young. It's, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is kind even though it's set in the 80s, it is a timeless uh, movie in, in a lot of senses because, you know... Teenagers will always be teenagers and, and fall into types and, and, and fall into those types and stuff. I wanted to know if you noticed any sort of resurgence for that movie, especially with a younger audience after Pitch Perfect came out. Well, it's so strange. I, I don't know whether it had anything to do with with Pitch Perfect or not, but it is. It has. It's like a fast horse. You know, you don't have to use your crop. You don't have to use your stirrups. Just hold on. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it has been. I was fascinated when the movie first came out to get letters. From people that like the movie from all over the world, mm. I thought it would, it would be primarily an American experience. But I received a number of letters from Scandinavia, even from Eastern Europe, and them going, "Yeah, this is like my high school in Romania." <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I want to ask yeah. because I, 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 you know, prior to this interview, I didn't know that you went to Haverford College for for a couple of years, so I had to. Yes, I did. Just do a quick little uh, search on on your history, and and so you ended up leaving after your your sophomore year, but um. Um, reading about your, your father was a highly is a highly educated man. Uh, went to Harvard, and um, and so I wanted to ask what, what his. Um, but he was also involved with the arts as well. So, what was his reaction when you decided to leave college and, and study acting in Manhattan? It's very interesting. He said to me that if I want to do that, that's great, but that I should be aware that acting is a profession in which merit is not necessarily rewarded, hmm. and I yeah. might have a problem with that and i was like whatever (laughs) (laughs) he was right i mean my father is always right and it always takes me a long time to agree with him and i don't know why i'm so slow that that is a sage observation (laughs) yes the i forget which comedian or who said it or who is it it's attributed to but it's amazing i think the quote is it's amazing how how smart my parents got the older i got you know yeah absolutely true and what's weird is that Everyone thinks that everyone's parents are like their own until they have that first dinner with their neighbor's parents. Mm. And they're like, wow, I thought my parents weren't any good, but compared to your parents, my parents are good. <laughs> nice. Well, my, my parents took me to see Transformers the movie uh, for my 11th birthday oh. in 1986, so I wanted to personally thank you for that, Judd, because it's a great childhood memory for me. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I, I'd heard that uh, Orson Welles was doing this uh, animated movie. <laughs> yeah. So I was desperate to get involved in it, and I was fortunate to get the role. But then Orson Welles didn't work with any of us. He worked all alone. Dad, there oh, you go. That's a bummer. It was a, it was a good shot, though. Well, yeah, uh, it was the best I could do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Girl in the Basement will be some great... Uh, childhood memories for some people who watch when it well, comes on. Well, my goodness, I, I mean, I think that some movies are primarily entertainment, but something like this is really um, <laughs> more about how we really are uh, responsible for our weakest link. Okay, you know, we really should look out for the poor and the downtrodden. No, you're right, yeah. and, and, and the movies are done well, and this is this is compelling stuff. It's not always comfortable to watch, but it is compelling. It's on uh, tomorrow night at. Right. Eight on Lifetime. We're huge fans, Judd. Thanks for for your time this Thanks morning. Thanks so much. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. Come and back to Philly when this stuff gets over, okay? Absolutely. All yeah. right. Thanks a lot, Judd Nelson, yeah. guys. Yeah. He's awesome, man. Oh, oh, playing this song. 
Yesterday, I went to a um, uh, a place that I heard about on our Love You Help You line. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's called the Stretch Lab. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're yeah, in yeah. Collegeville, and they do what's called assisted stretching um, to help you get you know deeper stretches and stuff. It's good for physical therapy and things like What'd that. What'd you think? Oh, it was great. I, it, it was excellent. But when I but even greater when I got there, uh, this gal. Oh my god, I think it was Abby or no. Oh, man, I'm going to have to look it up. I'm All right, sorry. look it up. Now, correct name. me if I'm wrong. Now, now uh, while you're doing this, are there dwarfs with leather masks over their heads whipping you? Oh, no, 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 It's no. a different show, That's Steve. next. Oh, that's, yeah, down, uh, that's, uh, not what, that's not what Preston went to. Um, <laughs> hang on a second here. I have to, I've got to. Because I've seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to look up who my tech was because she created a playlist for me. Aww. And was this on it? And this was on it. And I'm like, so it started off with just Rush, and I'm like, okay, that's great, excellent. You guys, you know, you listen to the show, and you know this. But she started, she really listens to the show. Oh, that's awesome. this was on there. There were some Journey songs and stuff like that. And uh, and I'm going to kick myself in the ass. It was Jason who owns it. Well, get her name. Let me ask you, if you, can, right now. if you can split your brain and answer the question while you're looking. Uh, so what did you think of the, of, the, uh, of the, the, the session, I assume? It was great. Yeah. It, was, it was definitely good, because I hate... Stretching. I hate stretching yeah. on my own. It's a it's a pain in the ass, and uh, and then I eventually no, it wasn't Elizabeth. Marissa's coming over with names. Uh, it was. Hang on here, Allie. Allie. Allie like Sheedy. I almost said Abby. <laughs> I was very close, like Allie Sheedy from the Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Uh, but they were they were super duper nice, and, and you were her Emilio Estevez. I you know I was like the jock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she created this playlist, and it was all music that I dug, and, and I thought it was a really nice touch. But, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I mean, like, um, uh, they actually assist. They actually push on your body parts right. to get you into a deeper stretch, and you might be able might not be able to hold on your own. A lot of people don't realize that, that great. that's essential in stretching. For, especially, now, shoulder and stuff like that was... Yeah, the it? shoulder is a little... Yeah. That's, a, that's a whole animal. Right. So if you have an injury, they're aware right. of it, and they take it a little bit easier. But I mainly did it for... I think that the key to... Mobility, as I continue to age, yeah. is going to be um, being limber, having yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, having limberosity, uh, limberosity, yeah, if yeah. you will. No, is is stretching? I think will be yeah. the key to mobility. So I, I wanted to look into that, and uh, it's a really cool um, a service that they provide, which I was not, I didn't, I didn't know other places had done that before. That's why this. Uh, I love that we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. So it was on the Love You Help You line. And if you have a small business and you want a little plug a rama, plug a rooney, plug a rooney, if you will, then you can do that. And it's this little thing that we're doing to try and uh, and help out businesses that are still struggling as we're getting ready to come out of this craziness. Uh, just a little nudge, if we can. Your so, pandemic rooney. So thank you guys to uh, Stretch Lab <laughs> in uh, Collegeville. Yeah. Yeah. The coronavirus. All right, now we need to talk activities. <laughs> Murano here. Murano. Murano here, the the, the, the lady. Uh, approached us, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before. You're like, I have a few more that are going to expire if we don't get on these now. Right. So do you want us to do it? And we said, hell yeah. And it's sponsored by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. So let's dive into some more of Kathy's activities. Activities. 
What you got, Kath? Hey, sounds like a good idea. Okay, so this weekend, there's a special wine and chocolate pairing at the Bishop Estate Vineyard and Winery in Percocy. It's six wines, both sweet and dry, uh, paired with six chocolates that are uh, they're thoughtfully paired to enhance both wine and candy selections from Raymer's Chocolates. It's $18 to attend. You don't need a reservation for this unless you are a party of 10 people or more. So, Where is this again? Uh, it's in Percocy, which okay. is uh, like Upper Bucks County. So it's the Bishop Estate uh, Vineyard and Winery, and they've done this uh, wine and chocolate pairing all month, so this is the last weekend right. uh, that you can take part in it. Uh, and then this Saturday, wait, okay, you guys will love this. I saw this one, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, is it Tuna Fest? No, listen, it, I, <laughs> I thought it was really funny, and then, I, and then I th- I'm like, you know what? I bet you kids would actually enjoy this. So this Saturday at Carroll Park in Havertown, uh, they're doing a spotted lanternfly egg removal. Yes! I heard about this. Right? Yeah, so it's a community event, yes. uh, but it's going to do good, and they're recruiting kids to help out. Yes. So yeah. they're asking families to come out, and they have uh, an, a, a spotted lanternfly enthusiast, Joy Baxter. She's leading the community event, yeah. uh, and she's going to teach people what to look for, what uh, it, what it looks like. That she's huh. going to uh, show them how to remove it, and then how to dispose of it so that these lantern fi- okay. flies, all of the eggs that are in the sack, don't hatch. Do you know anything about the removal process? How you, Do you have any idea I, how it works? Flamethrower. I do if you don't, Kat. I don't. No, go ahead, Nick. You have to bring these bags and yeah, like little bags. little things with alcohol, like uh, literally like um, hand sanitizer, alcohol, and you you scoop the egg sacks off of the sides of the trees and wherever they, they're being um, incubated yeah. into the bags, and it kills them. Uh, but it's, there's a delicate process, but it's not, like, toxic or anything like that. Okay. okay. Yeah, so when you you have to sign up to do this. It's free, but uh, they want to know who's coming, and when you sign up, they'll give you the instructions on what to bring with you, and I, it, it does include, uh, they did say, some sort of bag. So Nick, wow. It's, it's on Saturday? Uh, yeah, it's I'm up Saturday. for a good sack uh, scooping. Yeah. And listen, rain. by the way, all of this is going to be on PrestonandSteve.com, so the sign-up page, there'll be a link uh, right under the activities and if, if this is something you're interested in you can just go to our website and we'll we'll link it for you i also uh, just came across this thing yesterday on the internet uh when it comes to setting those traps for the lanternflies when you know the weather gets better i i wasn't aware of this but like it's affecting other wildlife like birds are getting caught right. up in them and everything oh, yeah, like, like that the sticky yeah the, yeah, you gotta watch out for that. yeah. Are, are right. dying because they're getting stuck to it yeah and the homeless uh, no. By the way, uh, rain off and on, so it's not it's not like looking like a full steady uh, rain all day long on Saturday. Get in a good so you might scooping. Be able, yeah, you might be able to scoopity poop uh, this weekend. <laughs> scoopity scoop. Yep. Um, okay, so up oh, next sorry. we have. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. Now you may. Uh, so we've had this guy on uh, the last couple of lists, um, but he has another event on February 28th. So that's why I'm keeping him on here. It's the Slip Pop Bonsai. Um, they're, known for, they're known for their beer and their bonsai uh, workshops that are at different breweries uh, throughout the area. This one is at the Moss Mill Brewing Company in Lower Southampton. Uh, and then he also does virtual workshops, which actually I'm doing with uh, Jason, a bunch of his friends. He uh, does a little um, uh, bonsai tree for the kids and he'll dr- actually drop off all of the materials that you need, and then he does a Zoom class with the kids. So, huh. uh, yeah, it's slippotbonsai.com and all the information again on our website. Okay, Preston, next is a cooking class. Oh, okay. And this is a new one. So we've uh, I always put, like, some sort of cooking class on here. I started it over the holidays. It was just kind of an easy activity, a couple of hours taken out of the day with something to do um, with Jace. So this one is Kitchen Wizards, uh, and she offers adult and kid virtual cooking classes, and they're only $12 to $15. It's super cheap, and it's because you go out and purchase all of the ingredients. So she'll give you the ingredients list once you sign up and a, a link to uh, the Zoom class, and then you go out, you purchase everything, you get everything ready, uh, and then she'll do the 
the class with you. It's uh, about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on the class. But what's great about it is that you can, uh, she, the, these uh, recipes that she does, she'll do like a dinner recipe and the kids can actually completely prep the recipe and then you put it in the oven and dinner's made. Wow. So it's like, the, she said a lot of the kids are getting a lot of enjoyment out of it because they're preparing the dinner, they're preparing uh, right. the meal for the family. And then when you sit down and the, you're eating dinner, the kid's like, I made I that. Made that. So you yep. go, well, it stinks. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, that, that's my cooking school. Yeah. Stinks. I like, I like these, it stinks. I like these, uh, these courses. I uh, We're doing a, a bartending one tonight, oh. actually. Uh, and it's through a charity event. It's that's not like cool. open to the public. but And I've done one before. And it's fun because you don't, you know. You don't know how, how these things are put together, and you do it together and see how easy it is. It's it's great. Yeah. yeah. So um, make the, sure though that the camera's off if you start pleasuring yourself. Right. Yeah. I will. Oh yeah, dear God. Right. Oh my uh, God. Uh, the cooking classes include uh, the supper club, kids in the kitchen, and then sweet endings. She'll also uh, teach them how to make desserts. That's, well, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. It yeah. is cool. All okay, right. Preston. Yes. Next is something to go to, so you get your kids out of the house, and it's a place that I've featured a number of times. Uh, in my holiday and fall activities, but this time they're actually staying open for the months of January, February, and March, and it's Sesame Place. Oh, really? Yes. So for the first time ever, they're going to remain open, and they're offering a number of themed party days. So they have Elmo's Furry Fun Fest, uh, and it's an all-new series of events that invites guests into the park uh, for the fan-favorite neighborhood birthday party parade. Now, I know your kids are older, so um, you know you guys haven't been there in a while, but that parade, it's still, I mean, it's been a staple for years, and it's awesome. Everybody still I bet you adults would... Would, oh yeah, dude! Yeah. I we, yeah. we only went there the one time, right? And I was blown away by the amount of participants in that parade. It was yeah. like like okay, like every single person that works here is in is in this thing. Yeah. So like the rides and the attractions are not open, but the, they do the parade and the characters are spread out around the park and they they do like dance parties with the cool. kids. They have a balloon scavenger hunt, so you do get you know take a little time walk around the park and you find these balloons. Um, and then they're also offering uh, a make your own s'mores. They have fire pits, like a whole area set up with fire pits where the family can sit and they can make s'mores while they're there. Now, listen, if it's too cold, you don't want to get out of the car, you don't feel comfortable, you know, going into a little bit of a crowd, you can stay in your car and you can do the Sesame Place 40th birthday drive-through. Uh, you'll make your way through the bright and colorful birthday scenes as you drive down the actual Sesame Street. So you're actually driving uh, through, like, a part of the parking lot and then down Sesame Street through the park. Uh, and you exit on the, yeah, on the other end of the park. So you'll, you'll actually drive through and then there'll be uh, characters you'll be able to see, you know, the kids will be able to see all the characters dressed in, you know, birthday gear and things like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that's at Sesame Place, and it goes through March. So it's something you do this weekend uh, or through the, the uh, month of February. I think I would do that by myself. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that was the first half of the list. The second half of the list, because every time I bring up activities, um, I, I haven't included it officially in my activities list. But since the, we're getting towards the end of ski and snowboard season, I'm going to give you Kathy's ski and snowboard. Oh. All right, let's do it. All right, so all resorts require that you purchase your tickets in advance. But what I found is that um, if lift tickets are sold out, check like the day before or the morning of because some of the mountains actually release a few tickets. I don't know if it's because people cancel or change or whatever it is, but sometimes uh, some of them will pop up the morning of. So all resorts ask that if you uh, are coming there to ski and snowboard that you get ready in the parking lot, which means you have to put your snow boots on or your your, uh, ski boots or snowboarding boots, your ski pants, uh, all of 
your gear on in before entering the lodge. They don't want a lot of people hanging out around in the lodge and right. getting dressed there. So you do that in the parking lot. You go in. Uh, you show them your that you've purchased a lift ticket, and then you can get out on the mountain. So um, the first one I'm going to feature is probably my favorite, and only because I have a young child who's uh, learning to ski and snowboard. But we've been going to Spring Mountain twice a week for basically the entire winter, and it is the perfect mountain for beginners. So doors open at 930, and the lifts run until 9 p.m. Uh, they're reporting machine-groomed packed powder. Pow, pow! Spring Mountain features seven main trails. All uh, They also have a beginner uh, magic carpet lift, which um, if parents don't want to get on skis or snowboard, this is easy. You can walk up it or you can go on this magic carpet, which sort of just takes you up uh, to the bunny hill where the kids can practice. Um, they have four chair lifts, a terrain park, and a vertical drop of 428 feet. One trail is currently closed, and they're no longer offering tubing at this mountain. And I have to Oh, say, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. So what I have, happened? I have to say, um, we did, which, and, and this is something to think about for next year because it's coming to the, to uh, an end, but the after-school program at Spring Mountain, so I signed Jace up for this, and he had never been on a snowboard. He had been on skis before um, because I ski, so I was able to teach him a little bit, but I know nothing about snowboarding. Uh, so he's been in an eight-week program uh, at Spring Mountain he went on the terrain park and was doing tricks last no. week. No way. Yep. He, he did a, a double. He, he went up on this pipe. He yep. landed it and then went up on this barrel and landed it. Awesome. Yeah. After just, uh, we're, we're at seven weeks now. Seven weeks of Spring Mountain and he's been able to do that. So it's an it's an excellent after school program. So it's something to think about for next year. And keep in mind, if you have a fourth grader, they get free lift tickets. Yes, I think. So it, So they, they suspended yeah. that this year because oh, of COVID. Did. Okay. But it should be back next year. Yeah. And that's for the whole state. It's for the any, whole state any, of Pennsylvania. Any, uh, any yep. yeah, um, any slope in the in the state, you get a free uh, lift pass if you're in fourth I know grade. That's the deal. It might be clubs. two different grades. It might I be think fourth, it's fourth and, fifth. and fifth. Yeah. Yep. I think it's fourth and fifth grade. So hopefully that'll be back next year. Cool. Um, so listen, there's uh, also at Spring Mountain they offer daily lessons for children and adults. Food is available in the Lodge Cafe and at the Powder Pig Pub upstairs uh, at Spring Mountain. That's open. A mountainside food truck offers beer, wine, mimosas, and select food items. Now I did check this morning and they're sold out for the weekend, but they do have plenty of tickets available all next week. Uh, Next up is Jack Frost Big Boulder. They're open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Weekdays and 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the weekends uh, with night skiing available only at Big Boulder until 9 p.m. and then 8 p.m. on Sundays. They have seven lifts that are open. All 34 trails are open. Lessons are available, but they are limiting their class sizes. Uh, So you do have to sign up ahead of time. Tubing is not being offered uh, this season at Jack Frost. Kathy, I heard that a good end around, if you can manage it, is the night skiing that they offer up at Big Boulder because, because of everything you're talking about getting reservations and how crowded it gets. If you can aim for night at Big Boulder, go ahead and do that. So it depends on the night. So Friday nights at these mountains are jam packed with like high school kids they're they're getting off of school and they're going for night skiing like it's it's their night out so nick i think that the night skiing might be a little bit better if you're going on saturday or sunday but those friday nights what i've seen anyway uh have been a lot of the uh the younger kids coming in to ski for the night with some friends um so uh qu- the quicks oh so at um jack frost 
Uh, they have grab-and-go food only, so no indoor dining is available. You can't get food and sit inside, whereas some of the mountains you can. Um, Big Boulder, or Jack Frost and Big Boulder are only doing grab-and-go food. And last I checked, Saturday was sold out of lift tickets, but tickets were available uh, on Sunday and every other day next week. Blue Mountain, which has the highest vertical drop at any ski mountain in Pennsylvania at 1,082 feet from summit to base, uh, has five terrain parks and some of the longest runs than any other resort. Blue Mountain! Blue Mountain! <laughs> so this was, uh, I, I love, for whatever reason, growing up, we always did the mile-long trail at, at this mountain. That was like our favorite thing to do. Um, so they're open weekdays, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then on the weekends at 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., uh, eight lifts are open in all 40 of their trails. Lessons are being offered, but you this is an absolute must for Blue Mountain. They don't let anybody walk up and take a lesson. You have to reserve your spot um, before you go to visit. They are offering snow tubing in three-hour scheduled sessions on Thursday night and then all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Their restaurants are open, but indoor dining is limited to 50%. And because of that, seating time is limited. 45 minutes in cafeteria locations and 90 minutes at the Slopeside Pub and Grill. And last I checked, uh, tickets were not available for today, but they are available tomorrow and Sunday. And then finally, the last one that I'm going to feature uh, is Bear Creek Mountain. And uh, I was here a few weeks ago, and I would say that this is the perfect place to go if you want a smaller crowd. I think that they've done the best job with their COVID-19 response actions. Uh, They're really limiting their ticket sales to avoid overcrowding on the mountain. And all of the staff, they're at the lift lines. They're making sure people are social distancing. You're not sitting with people you don't know on the lifts. Um, So they've really done a great job with this. But with that being said, uh, you have to purchase your tickets well in advance because they sell out. All right. Um, So for the month of March, they are releasing tickets one week at a time. Uh, Lessons are available at this mountain, but you have to call or email to check availability and to sign up. Bear uh, Bear Creek offers two-hour snow tubing sessions on the weekends and then three hours during the week. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, and all six of their lifts and 23 trails are open. The Trails End Cafe, Mountain Eatery, and the Grill are open, but uh, reservations are required at the grill. So that's your ski and snowboard report and the activities for this weekend. Yeah, Tuna Lady did a great job because uh, the ski stuff will start to go away. Yeah, so it, it's starting to get a little bit warmer. Like we're, yeah. I think you have like maybe a week, two weeks left. But uh, these mountains, a lot of them will stay open in March. Yes. And, you know, so if you want to get, and, and the ticket prices will be a little bit cheaper in March than they are in the height of the season. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the activities list. Once again, Kathy, and that is. Uh, is it up and available now, Marissa? Yes, it is. Okay, so you can go to WMMR.com, and it's uh, Kathy's Avoiding the Winter Blues Activities list, and it is sponsored by Acme Markets Fresh Foods and Local Flavors. And also I need to mention that uh, Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. You can get oh. ahead of the game and download the app now. No purchase necessary. See the rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. So there you go. Uh, we have a few minutes to play with. We do. Uh, a couple pieces of audio. Is there something you want me to oh, mention? No, 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 no. Just, I can uh, mention this. Yeah. All right. So uh, there's a couple pieces of audio I want to play. But first, yes, uh, with all this uh, ski slope uh, talk, and Nick had pulled up the um, Jack Frost uh, <clears throat> Twitter page. Or no, it was their Instagram Instagram, page, yeah. And was pulling up some pictures. And there's a bunch of pictures of us on there. Yes. And uh, there's no cardboard classic this year, but we are... Uh, doing a home edition of that, and details are available at WMMR.com. We're also doing flashbacks from Cardboard Classic of years past. You can go to PrestonSteve.com, and there's pictures and videos and stuff like that up, and the newest gallery 
is one that I put together. It is the 10 best semi-nude sleds. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Because yeah. there's always people that take a good portion of their clothes off and, and uh, uh, slide down the hill. Uh, so if you want to take a, a look, I went through uh, several years and found some photos that I thought would be fun. Uh, so it's sponsored by Acme Corrugated Box. And by the way, they are the ones that uh, that create the trophies yeah. uh, for our winners at the Cardboard Classic. So uh, voting will happen for the home edition on uh, March 5th, so next week, one week from today. You'll have your opportunity to take a look at this year's version, which are going to be much sl- smaller sleds made at home. And it's just a design prize. Mm-hmm. And it's really not even a prize. It's just no. for ba- bragging rights. But the crew, the gang, the Tiki, the uh, 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 the Dirty Delco, Bob Havens, all these guys that, that build these really big sleds wanted to do something this year. And so they were going to do it on their own. They said, hey, we're going to do this. You want to help out? And we're like, hell yes, yeah. of course we do. So uh, you can enter to build your sled. It's only four by six feet. And we'll put the pictures up, and then we'll put it to the uh, public to vote. I think it's awesome. And it keeps uh, it alive in some way this that's year. That's right. Yep. So, um, but all things uh, Cardboard Classic are available at uh, WMMR.com and PrestonAndSteve.com. Uh, I wanted to, it, when is uh, Coming to America, uh, the new one? Uh, a couple weeks. Soon, March yeah. 5th? Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be available at home, Amazon right? Prime. Yeah, that's where it's debuting. Which is great. Uh, Steve, you had a clip. Of Eddie Murphy talking about his favorite Coming to America character? Yes. Okay. And uh, you, I think we all know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wanted. I haven't heard yeah. this clip yet, but I didn't hear it. That's my favorite of all the characters to do is uh, Randy Watson. If I could figure out a way to do a whole Randy Watson movie, I would oh. do it. He, he, he's a funny character. Oh, my God. Would you not want oh. to see yes. a movie about Randy Watson... <laughs> And, uh, you know, when he was on the What's Going Down episode yeah. of That's My Mama. Uh, <laughs> sexual chocolate and, with him. And, and how did he form sexual chocolate and all of that stuff. Uh, and there, then uh, he says that Randy did something, right? Is that part he of He believes stuff? that Randy was the first to do this particular thing. Here we go. I don't know what anyone's debating about. Somebody was like, oh, it started with rappers. The very first mic drop ever, ever, where it's like what I said was so you know, so fly, there's nothing left to say, and I'm dropping the mic. That's Randy Watson. The very first one to do that is Randy Watson. Wow. And I defy anyone to find any footage of anyone doing doing that before Randy Watson. I believe it, yeah. man. It's, listen, you're, look, think about when the movie came out. I, I love that they get, they get shots of him where he it's like right up on his face, and he just has this sort of neutral look where he's just like <laughs> thinking of things, but the, the prosthetics that yeah. they used oh. on him too. Oh. It's just so perfect. It's outstanding. Case I, I just asked Marissa to grab that. Do we already we probably already we have, have it. We it. have Wait, to. The sexual chocolate? Yeah. Yeah, we have uh yeah. We have this? Okay. Why are you in the clapping mood? <laughs> I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. Sexual chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? <laughs> I believe the children are our future. Oh, Thank you. Thank Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Now listen, let me go back. Yeah. He, he, Eddie Murphy is so good uh-huh. that you know he added that whistle in there on, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and Shad on purpose. Yeah. yeah. He had to have done that as part of the character. I'm going to play it back. Show them all. And that horrible yeah, vibrato yeah. on his voice. All the beauty they possess inside. 
You know he did that on purpose. Give them a sense. A crack. A prowl. Never to walk in in a one shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, you can't take away my dignity. Because the great S. Love of all. Inside of me. Chocolate. Let's see if we get the mic drop here. I love. Hold on. That's it. That's his mic drop. That boy can sing. I love um, how John Landis uh, like covers the uh, the shot the shot of the audience. Yeah. Like when he's first announced. Right. Yeah. And then and every time he says something like a few. Thank you. Thank you. But the audience is completely disinterested. It takes a really talented singer to be able to sing that well, that poorly. Yeah. He's slightly off key. And yeah. You know, Eddie can, can and he's hold a good singer. Yeah. yeah. So he could have gone for it straight, but he had to. He he wanted to mess it up a little bit on purpose so that it was funnier. But you can't do that unless you're already a really good singer. Now the characters from uh, from Mighty Sharp, the the barber shop, they're yeah. the ones that you know sitting there, and, yeah. and, and you've got uh, you got obviously Eddie Murphy, you got uh, Arsenio Hall. The other guy. Yeah, he's great. I know him, and I, I need to look up who he is. Nick, if you could look that up. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Uh, yeah, he's good. That he can sing. Good. I yeah. like him. And they're going, you must be crazy. That's crazy. like what's so great about this sequel coming up is that, all right, so if those guys were played by actual old yeah. men, they wouldn't be around for this one. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and the fact that they were played by all those young guys in prosthetics, yep. we will get them, and they will have barely aged. Yeah. Well, let's, and I love what I heard um, Eddie Murphy saying, which is that he wants this to be a straight-through, logical yeah. sequel. Like, the tone of this new one has to be uh, exactly in line with the first movie. And I, I'm hoping, I'm praying to God they got it. And Randy Watson is in this next movie, too. He's in Coming to America. <laughs> is yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'll, oh. uh, on Eddie's credits, it says that he's going to be in it as well. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Justin. Hey, Justin, good morning. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ow. What's up, man? <laughs> okay, so a couple years ago, we're on vacation in Virginia, my, me and my family. And my sister also, she's a longtime listener. She did a Randy Watson version of Greatest Love of All at karaoke. Oh, wow. And, like, she's a very funny girl. Like, it was spot on. And I think she actually did the mic drop, too. And is she a good singer? Uh, yeah, she is. She's okay. talented. She's, she, uh, no one else got it except for me, and I think my mother were there. <laughs> but it was the funniest thing watching her just, like, at the, you know, at the end, sexual chocolate. And yeah. it was just like, I, I did the clap, like, in the audience. I was just like, you know, like, ooh, that girl's inside. He's good. He can sing. <laughs> uh, we're trying to look up the, the guy's uh, picture is not uh, next to And I don't know that character's name no. uh, from Mighty Sharp. But he's the one who's sitting there when, when Eddie Murphy's character is saying, uh, well, I had Dr. King right here in, yeah. this, in the chair. And he's like, no, you did not. <laughs> yes, I did. No, you did not. And he just would not let up on it. That those scenes are just fantastic. Clint and Smith is the actor's name. Clint Smith. All yeah. right. All right. Has he been in anything else? He was yeah. in Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. I guess, so I guess he and Eddie have worked firm. together. Yeah. More okay. than once. Airplane Two. And he's okay. in Coming to America. He's uh, in the sequel. 
Excellent. Well, he actually hasn't acted since The Firm, since 1993. No kidding. Yeah, so he was in SNL and uh, Coming to America, What's Alan Watching, which I don't know what that is, The Firm. That's great. And now this sequel. Nice. Uh, oh, in Trading Places, he played Do-Rag Lenny. <laughs> Do-Rag Lenny. Uh, that's Love cool, it. man. Love it. Yeah, I can't wait to see that movie. And you know what? I didn't know when I first saw that movie until the credits that the old Jewish guy in Mighty Sharp was Eddie Murphy, was Eddie Murphy yeah. until it was over. And they, they have an extended version of him telling a bad joke right, and, yeah. uh, and everything. But you're like, oh, my God. Aha. Aha. Where's the spoon? Um, and uh, he's so great. My my kids have have uh, come to appreciate Eddie Murphy uh, because they saw um, uh, what was the one uh, the uh, uh, Nutty Professor, Nutty Professor, yeah. And the multiple character scene, yeah. uh, at, the, at, the, at dinner the dinner table, table is parts, just yeah. is just unprecedented. I, I mean, he was my idol back when I was a kid, and I watched <laughs> Delirious a thousand times. I didn't like Raw as much as I liked Delirious, but then, you know, the Saturday Night Live, uh, Best of Eddie Murphy, with the buckwheat and the and the hot tub and all, I mean, all of it. I just, I love... Hey, it's yeah. Kente! There was, uh, I, I was just on YouTube uh, and, and a video popped up because of whatever else I was watching and it was um, Joe Piscopo who was doing his uh, more aged Jerry Lewis, you right, know, yeah, yeah. nightclub right, Jerry right. Lewis. And Jerry Lewis actually walked out on the stage, and he's like, uh, so why aren't you doing the uh, the younger, you know, Jerry, the little kid uh, yeah, yeah. thing, the hey, lady and all this? <laughs> I was like, nah, I don't, I don't do that. And he goes, hey, Murphy. And Eddie Murphy came out, and he and Jerry Lewis started doing that <laughs> affectation together. It was Hilarious! No way! Yeah, so Eddie Murphy would do that, and the lady with the guys and the things, and the and I had no idea that he even had that character in his repertoire. But yeah, I mean, he, he developed a lot, certainly. Yeah. But I mean, his his comic sensibility. You look at him in Bowfinger, yeah. where he's playing oh. a character that's very dweeby, oh. very dweeby. But h- hilarious! Apparently, uh, this Clint Smith actor, the guy from Mighty Sharp, and and Eddie have been friends their entire lives. So it's a childhood friend. And so Eddie has just worked him into the movies over the years, and and now he's coming out of retirement, so to it's, speak, to be in the third one. It's like him, Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, yeah keeping absolutely. your buddies along. That's really cool. He's got his troop. Uh, one other piece of audio, and then we're gonna have to break and get to the B file in a little bit. But uh, Rick Astley has done a cover. He's been doing these sort of covers for his fan. I think he did Pearl Jam. I think he's done a few others, but he did uh, he did an REM cover, Preston. Okay. Yeah. We have that queued up, Case. Yeah. All right. Here we go. This one goes out to one I love. A simple pop occupied my time. This one goes out to the one I love. Okay, so he's in his living room playing a guitar, just recording this. Rick Astley. Yeah. A simple thought Occupy my time This one goes out to the one I love Man, this, uh, uh, a guy who was uh, kind of used as a joke yeah, has yeah. gotten a lot of longevity out <laughs> yeah, of that. And the cre- he's got much more cred now because he's oh. showing he's got... He's got uh, more uh, tools in his toolbox, and he's got he's got supporters like Dave Grohl yeah, yeah, yeah. and people who have come out and say that dude yeah. actually can really really sing. He can sing. You must be crazy. 
Jackson. You should get him to do that version of that. <laughs> greatest love of all. All right, let's take a break. Let's get back in a moment, and let's get you those B-File stories. But before we do that, let's give you some tickets. All right, we have tickets. Yes, believe it or not, for a rock show. Quiet Riot is playing uh, a week from tomorrow at the Landis Theater in Vineland, New Jersey. And if you're caller number nine, I got a pair of tickets for you. 215-263-WMMR. They have great food there, too, with Casey Ray's Sports Bar and Pub. And just really outlandish and awesome food like the pickleback corn dog. Yeah. But then they have things you're more familiar with, like the pulled pork and crab uh, crab cake egg rolls and stuff like that. Great so. stuff. You get your Nickelback tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Nickelback. Nipple, Nickelback. Nickelback tickets. Uh, call number 9-215-263-WMMR. We're going to give you those tickets. We're going to come back in a moment. We will get into the bizarre file, so make sure you stay with us. Pierre in the Zoom room with Brian Johnson chatting about ACDC's 17th album. Plus, Taylor Momsen talks to Preston and Steve about the latest Pretty Reckless record. Click contests for your chance to win $250 and a mini vacation in Vermont with our busy resolution season poll. Pick up some busy hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C at a retailer near you. All right, uh, why don't we get to the beef file? Yeah, that. here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right, we are going to begin with this story. A woman thought that her husband was cheating on her, but instead found an unexpected plot twist. Maggie Clayton posted a TikTok video in which she explains that she arrived home early from work recently, was stunned to find loud music coming from her living room. And what appeared to be another woman standing in the window. She thought her husband was up to no good. Decided to film as she entered the house to catch him in the act. But when she walked through the door, she found that the, quote, woman was actually her husband wearing a wig and her skinny jeans. Now, he wasn't dressing like a woman. He was pretending to be a rock star. And he was air guitaring to the music that was cranked up. Uh, She shared the footage on TikTok. It went viral, so it's TikTok. I don't know if it's real or not, but it's still funny. (laughs) Like it's pretty solid. A park. I love this. A park in Vancouver's Mount Pleasant neighborhood is once again missing its sign. The Vancouver Park Board had confirmed that the sign from Dude Chilling Park, Dude Chilling Park, yeah, Dude Chilling Park has been stolen, and staff are working to get another. You would have to expect that sign to be stolen. Every time. Uh, The total cost to replace the sign and repair and repaint the post will be around $1,300. The park board says that the new sign should be up in about the next 10 days, and it's not the first time that thieves have made off with the sign, rather the third. The sign was originally put up in 2012 as an art installation. Back then, it was known as Guliff Park. Uh, the city decided the sign could stay permanently in February 2014, but later that year was stolen. In 2018, it was taken off again, and they only recently stole it once again. If so. they want the sign to stay, just put up Gulliff Park again. Gulliff Park. Yeah, yeah. A dental hygienist who says that she was fired by the Virginia Department of Corrections after a body scanner detected she was wearing a tampon can proceed with a sex discrimination lawsuit against the state. A federal judge ruled this week. It's illegal to have a tampon? Well, the employee, Joyce Flores, alleged that she was interrogated for hours 
at Augusta Correctional Center on suspicion that she was smuggling contraband. Uh huh. She said she was ultimately uh, terminated from her position at the facility despite demonstrating to female guards that she was indeed menstruating and allowing them to search her car and work area. Must have been moist. Steps that she said turned up no evidence of illegal activity. And at one point, uh, this is according to her uh, lawsuit, it says, at, at no point did Flores bring or attempt to bring contraband into the Augusta Correctional Center. Uh, her employment was terminated because she was a menstruating female utilizing a feminine hygiene product when she arrived to work. The Virginia oh, Department of what? Corrections, by That's the way, insane. drew a nationwide backlash in 2018 after it instituted a policy barring women from visiting prisons while wearing a tampon, citing the inability of new body scanning technology used for screening visitors to differentiate feminine hygiene products from drugs and other contrabands. So, I mean, there, there's obviously an issue there that they have to tend to, but um, yep. there's got to be a better way. Yep, so she, has, uh, she can go forward with that lawsuit. An 18-wheel truck hit a train carrying chemicals and fuels in Cameron, Texas, causing a huge explosion, a fire that was expected to burn for several days. Uh, The Milam County town of 5,400 people about 72 miles northeast of Austin was rocked by the boom around 6.45 a.m. Listen to what was in this thing. So the driver of an 18-wheel flatbed truck lost control of his vehicle, was unable to stop, swerved around a parked vehicle and into a rail crossing where his truck struck a passing train. Uh, nobody was injured or killed. A barn burned to the ground, and several people in nearby houses were evacuated. The first 11 cars of the train yeah. were filled with gasoline, coal, and petroleum products. <laughs> oh, my God. There yeah. you go. Causing the initial explosion and fueling a fire that was still burning uh, Tuesday after it had happened. A car further down the train was filled with phosphoric acid solution. Uh, that was unhooked and moved to safety before it could be ignited by burning fuel cars. Wow. That's um, insane. Yeah, so they needed a specialized crew to come in. It's a rolling bomb. And yeah. take care of that. Yep. I saw, uh, we're, mm. we're looking at uh, footage right here. I saw different footage from a different angle when it went up in flames and the explosion was majestic. It was oh, just really? awesome. Really? Yes. Okay. Ooh. I mean, what is it about that stuff that you just love to watch? It's cool. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. It's cool to watch. Exactly. Uh, let's go with this story. A man is hugging his dog a little tighter after a police officer rescued both of them from a frozen pond. As the snow was falling, uh, Devon Fowler's 14-month-old dog, Max, was having a blast sniffing through the powder. Suddenly, his nose took him too far. The pond, he said, looked like a le- looked like land, and he just kept running right out onto it. Uh, went about 20 yards, and then he fell through. And as he tried to reach his dog, Fowler called 911. He asked him to send animal control out, and they said that in this weather, it may take a while. And he said, well... Send somebody over to check on me because I'm going in. (laughs) Uh, He took a man's best friend to a whole new level. He crawled out onto the ice to get Max himself. He was about five yards from him. The ice started breaking underneath him. He said, and I thought, well, here we go. And at about that time, Officer Tyler Ward pulled up. Ward stayed on shore and coached Fowler on how to get Max back on the land. He said he pushed the dog to me. It slid a little ways. It didn't break the ice, and I started calling to the dog and said, come on, come on, come on, and he got him, and Ward pulled Max to safety, but Fowler was still stuck in the freezing water. He said, I was so tired, I was ready to stop, and he was very encouraging, telling me that it was a bad idea to keep uh, to uh, and to keep moving and not stand there in the water and freeze to death. Uh, so he grabbed two rocks, threw them at the ice. Ward cleared a path for Fowler. As he got closer, he said, I was able to peel my jacket off and stepped down into the water, threw him my jacket. He grabbed it and pulled him to me. 
Uh, now Fowler and his buddy Max are back home, holding each other a little bit tighter, and it's all thanks to the officer who showed so up much. at the right time. <laughs> it's time to take it to another level. Uh, let's see. We have time for one more story, I think, and we will go with... I want to make sure I am with a good one. Uh, let's go with this one. A uh, woman was spray-painted after a disagreement in a parking lot on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the woman was sitting... I disagree. Stand still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was sitting in a car at the time of the attack. Uh, the man was arrested and charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon along with malicious damage to a motor vehicle. Huh. Uh, arrested was uh, Francisco... Francisco. Francisco, that's fun to say. Uh, DeAndre. And the woman was spray-painted in the face and neck. Uh, the car window and frame was also damaged. Uh, so he was scheduled to be arraigned for spray-painting the woman. <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's give another one of these away. We have uh, tickets for uh, Quite Right, who's going to be performing. And they will be at the Landis Theater. That's in Vineland, New Jersey. You know what? We've got other things as far as giveaways that we have to do here in a little bit. So I'm going to give away the last two pair of tickets right now. Callers 15 and 16. And that's for a week from tomorrow at the Landis Theater. Beautiful place uh, to see Quiet Riot performing. And don't forget that Green Day's American Idiot, the musical, is going to focus on a COVID and post-COVID world as opposed to the post-9-11 world in the original Tony Award-winning Broadway production. And it is coming this spring to Landis Theater in Vineland, landistheater.com for details. Uh, and they have great food, Casey, Ray's Sports Bar and Pub, who is feeding us this yeah, morning. Yeah, very good. Uh, the landistheater.com is their website, and CaseyRays.com. 215-263-WMMR. We will take those callers now. We'll also break. We'll come back in a moment. Lesson question, trash music news, that stuff is up next. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday. Mm-mm-mm. It's a wonderful thing. Before we do our lesson question, if you guys don't mind, I normally don't do shout-outs here, but I want to get to these. I want to make sure we don't get to the weekend and I forget to do them and they get lost. Blah, 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 blah. So I actually have... Um, Shard outs, butt plugs. I got a variety of things. All right, let her rip. Uh, I'm going to start with this one. It's a shard out, and her name is Ashley. Uh, she says, uh, hey, I was in for Tattoos Day, February 2018. I got the Frank Rizzo Crumb Creek Cupcake <laughs> Tattoo. <laughs> okay. Which was awesome, yeah. by the way. If you got any Frank to throw in there while I'm doing this, it'd be oh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she got the Frank Rizzo Crumb Creek Cupcake. You're a Crumb Creek lush coward. You're a real crumb bum. Uh, she said, but I was just recently diagnosed with cancer. Oh. Uh, can you give a shout out to my amazing partner, Kevin, and my parents, Mike and Lisa, for being the most amazing support system? We love you guys, and thank you for bringing positivity to our lives every day. As a reminder of who I am, you made fun of my septum ring, and I don't remember doing that, but I remember the tattoo, clearly. Uh, thank you for everything you do. Ashley, I wrote her back, wishing her... All the best, and if there's anything we can do for yeah, her, but yeah, let's yeah. do a shout-out for her family. You're a crumb creep. I remember Jenny Bones is the one who gave her that tattoo. Oh. It was a great tattoo. Okay. And then, uh, this is a butt plug for another Get away un- from me. unfortunate <laughs> event. 
Uh, I got this from uh, Lee Mannering, who emailed in and said, hey, he was telling me the story of an up-and-coming MMA fighter, a guy named Eugene Aubrey, who was jumped, robbed, and shot in the neck last <sighs> October. Oh, God. Ended up with paralysis from the waist down. Well, he announced via his Instagram account, uh, which is Instagram.com slash the underscore suitcase kid. And then there's a bunch of other... Uh, you know, I'll I'll give the Just link put to the link up. It's easier. Uh, that has he has uh, found the opportunity to possibly regain his ability to walk and fight via a stem cell therapy, but it is only available in Colombia. So I think it's something you know he can't get sure. here in the states. Right. And he needs a final push for his GoFundMe, which has reached thirty one thousand dollars out of the fifty thousand dollar goal. And he sent me the account, so I will give that to you, Nick. If you could put that up, he said, I'm hoping that. Uh, you guys could help uh, shine a spotlight on this situation and bring more attention among your listeners to this incredible story and his mission to once again walk. All my best, Lee Mannering. So we'll do that. That's the butt plug. Here you go, Nick. All right. that to you because I didn't save the email to forward to you. And then uh, one more. Um, wait, this is for... No, this is going to be on March 1st. Okay, can All I right, do a right, shout-out yeah, then? Yeah. Okay, All yeah, right. go ahead. I got a, a an email from a guy from my past. A uh, guy's name is uh, Mike Ortolano. Uh, he grew up a couple of doors down from my buddy Vinny. Uh, you got rid of me, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mike said, long story short, me and my girlfriend Kim from Telford listen to you guys every single day. She won a prize pack. She's a huge fan of the show, so oh, this so is a... Uh, this is a, a huge shout-out to Kim, who is a great woman, and it would mean the world to her to hear a shout-out to Kim from us. There you go. Sharts all around, everybody. Absolutely. All Making right. the world better one shard at a time. We're going to do the lesson question and give away a $100 Visa gift card. And the question uh, we are going to ask now is, in the new Millie Vanilli biopic, uh, apparently Denzel Washington plays Rob, who's going to be playing Fab. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. In the new Millie Vanilli biopic, Denzel Washington plays Rob, who will be playing Fab. If you're listening, you know the answer. Call now, 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And let's get the stories you've been waiting for. What's up, Steve? Well, Ghost Adventures star Zach Baggins and former Playboy model Holly Madison have split after two years of dating. Apparently, the two could not agree on which of them was more embarrassing. (laughs) Donnie Osmond's still holding a grudge against Sister Marie after she accidentally revealed he was the peacock on The Masked Singer a while ago. Marie says Donnie's pettiness is proving he is a peacock, but without the pea. Oh, my God. And finally, Ryan O'Neill and Allie McGraw, who starred in the 1970 classic love story, recently on hand to uh, receive stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 81-year-old McGraw and 80-year-old O'Neill said they are both still in love after all these years, except now they are in love with gold bond medicated powder. Let's give some away. Let's see if we can get a winner for this uh, question. In the new Millie Vanilli biopic, apparently Denzel Washington plays Rob, who's going to be playing Fab, and I will go to John, our first caller. Hey, John. Good morning, it. Good morning, <laughs> it, to you, sir. Who is going to be playing Fab? And to Kathy, Buenos Dias, it. It's Ian McKellen. <laughs> Ian McKellen, yes, you're right. Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias, it, to you, Kathy. All right, hang on, John. We have a $100 Visa gift card in the second episode of the all-new epic series, Superman and Lois. Clark Kent and Lois face their biggest challenge yet, parenting twin sons in today's world. 
You can catch Superman and Lois in its regular time slot, and that is Tuesday at 9 p.m., and that is only on The CW. Let's get to music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Prepare to be Russian-fied. All right, I do have some stories. I don't think I have any Russian here, but I do have some other stuff. Tom Morello is the executive music producer for the upcoming Netflix Netflix film titled Metal Lords. Uh, Described as a coming-of-age comedy, the movie stars Jaden Martell, who was in Knives Out and It!, uh, and Isis Hainsworth, who you know from either Misbehavior or Emma, and Adrian Greensmith in his feature debut. Uh, the movie is about two kids that want to start a heavy metal band in a high school where exactly two kids care about heavy metal. Uh, metal Lords was written and co-produced by D.B. Weiss and David Benioff is one of the film's executive producers. Uh, so they're from the Game of Thrones. Uh, That's pretty wild, yeah. Uh, DB Weiss and Benioff, yeah, co-created uh, the Game of Thrones. Metal Lords will be released globally on Netflix later this year. Morello's a huge metalhead. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. And this uh, Jaden Martell kid is from Philly. No kid. Yeah, he grew up here. Okay, nice. Good luck to you, sir. He was in it. Who did he play? Oh, he played Bill Denver. Uh, uh, Bill Denborough. Yeah, huh. and he's he's kind of the uh, jerk kid in Knives Out. Okay. Um, who's on his phone most of the movie. And he's from Philly. Well, cool. A Radiohead lyric sketchbook has sold at auction this week for over $6,000. Uh, the notepad was used by the band ahead of recording the 1995 album, The Benz. According to Omega Auctions, who conducted the sale, the book was picked up in 1993 by a man who had lent the group instruments and a PA sound system at the Oxfordshire barn that they were working in. The book contains hand-drawn sketches, chord and lyrics uh, pertaining to the bends, including the album's closing track, uh, Street Spirit Fade Out, and three unreleased songs, Too Easy, Idiot Boy, and Dead Bank Clerk. So six grand is what that went for. Huh. Looking like we might be seeing the second coming of the short-lived superstar duo Coverdale Page. Uh, David Coverdale and Jimmy Page teamed up for one studio set, which is called Coverdale Page, uh, which was released on March 15th, 1993. Peaked at number five on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. Uh, The reunion never really went beyond the one album, with Page soon after uh, reuniting with Robert Plant. Uh, David Coverdale let slip that during a recent chat with a, a record executive that some new music with Jimmy Page is likely on its way. And then finally, we'll end with this. Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins shed some light on his time drumming for Alanis Morissette in the mid-90s. I didn't know this about his career. Hawkins, who signed up for the touring cycle behind Morissette's mega-platinum Jagged Little Pill album, recalled to Kerrang! that it was so much fun. He said, I joined Alanis's band, and the single You Oughta Know came out, and it just went effing nuclear. Next thing you know... Uh, I'm in the video that's on MTV every hour. That tour was very special, and I owe her a lot of gratitude. How come I never knew this? No, I guess he wasn't on the recording. Yeah, but he's on the touring band, and he's in the video? Which means I need to go back and see the video. Look at the video. Yeah. Uh, He added, uh, she gave me a lot of space to do what I wanted. I was probably the biggest, it was probably the biggest album of the year, and there was a lot of pressure on her. She was having to learn to be this leader on the job, which isn't easy. Uh, but it was really one of the most fun times of my life. 
Uh, he went on to explain how he got the gig replacing original Foo Fighters drummer William Goldsmith. He said, I was a huge fan of the first Foo Fighters record. I met Dave a couple of times on the road, and we had become sort of friends. I heard William had departed, and they were looking for a new drummer. So I scrambled to get Dave's number and called him. I said, I heard you guys are looking for a drummer. And he said, well, do you know any? And I thought Alanis wanted to go in a more laid-back direction, and it seemed like the right time to jump. Alanis didn't need me at that point. Uh, and he went on to say, I basically said to Dave, I'll play drums for you. And we jammed a couple of times. And I remember I was at home watching uh, the movie Showgirls. <laughs> Good with choice. My, with my girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, Dave called to ask if I wanted to join the band. And that was pretty much how it started with him. So, so you keep grabbing, we're looking at the video, you keep grabbing quick glimpses of him back there. Yeah, from what you yeah. ought to know. Yeah, yeah there's a... Uh, I mean, it was mainly focused on her the oh, whole yeah. time, so there's just a little glimpse of, like, a flash of blonde hair behind the drum kit. So that was him. Uh, Taylor, who is now 49, uh, came of age in the late 70s and early 80s and still considers the era's drummers his primary inspirations. He said it was such a good time to be influenced by drummers. I would steal stuff wholesale from Neil Peartlicks to Phil Collins and Alex Van Halen. Even the stuff that was on the radio. There was so much good music. Even the bad music was good back then, he said. Uh, so, you know, with his band Chevy Metal, he gets back and goes yeah. and uh, dives into that stuff. It's a cover so, band, basically. Yep. And that's it. Nice. I got a music nice. for you this morning. Oh, Thank you. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Yay. All right. Let's. Take one. Oh, you know what? I need to do another thank you. Nubbits. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to thank this. Uh, our Ooh. good friend Emma, who uh, Emma has uh, autism, and if you ever see uh, our Daily Rush videos, and you look on our microphones, and you go, "What are those little colored things hanging on the uh, on their microphones?" Uh, these are bracelets that Emma made for us years ago. We've yes. had these hanging up here for years. Forever. Yeah. Each one of this has has our name. On it that Emma made, she sent us some new bracelets. Did she? Oh. She did. Where are they? They're right here. Oh, okay. Uh, one of them says, uh, and two of them are Nick related, and one is is me related. One of them says, "Yeah, a cup on it." <laughs> <laughs> Another one says, "They did it," and the last one is "Good morning, it." Oh, that's nice. So we got some new bracelets uh, from Emma, which is really cool. So thank you very much, Emma. We appreciate that. Uh, we are going to break. We're going to come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize when we return uh, and give that away and see what Pierre's got going on. Stay with us. We'll be right back. WMMR. We're not just in your car anymore. Ask Alexa to open MMR and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. What you want? What do you want? On a weekend. Yeah. yeah. Got a weekend. Yeah. Beautiful thing. Want warmer weather. Got that, too. We do have a little bit of rain this weekend. The rain will accelerate the snow yes. going away. I, I agree with you. Yep. It's going to get it moving along. Uh, tomorrow's high. So today, 47, and we got sun and a little bit of clouds. Tomorrow, 56 is the high. It's going to be intermittent rain. There are going to be periods of rain. Then there's going to be breaks. But for the most part, it's going to be a wet weekend. 48 on Sunday and rain expected. Uh, and then 54, maybe some more rain on Monday. But you're right, Steve. We'll finally see grassy fields and all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> the frolicking buffalo. That, too. Yes. They frolic. Uh, but before you know it, man, we're going to be talking about spring. Yes. We're going to be talking. It's going to be looking and feeling better. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 
I would like to thank our guest. <laughs> yeah. Everything all right over there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, Saturday night yeah. thing, man. Yes. Um, but I want to thank our guest, uh, Jessica Cartelia, who this morning from CBS3. On the 11 o'clock report tonight, there is going to be a feature on the Preston and Steve show. She does a portion uh, called A Chat With, and this time around, it's A Chat With Preston and Steve. Uh, so if you want to take a look, that will be tonight at 11 o'clock on CBS3. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan! Hey! M. Night Shyamalan! Night was awesome, as always. We talked all things Servant, which is a show that we all watch here. Uh, you should watch it, too. It's on Apple TV or Apple Plus. Apple Plus, yeah. Same and uh, it's freaky and weird, and it is loaded with Philadelphia references. I mean, constantly. Yes. Neighborhoods, streets. They're uh, at iFly. Restaurants, they were at iFly. Yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff that happens where you go, wow, oh yeah, I've been yeah. there, I know where that is. You know, I forgot to bring up, though, but they reference um, what is now Philadelphia Mills Mall oh. yes. uh, in the last episode, and they call it Franklin Mill. And it's Franklin Mills Mall. Oh, really? Yeah, well, okay. it was. I guess it doesn't matter now because it doesn't even exist. Right. Uh, so Night was great, and the movie Old is coming out this summer, too. So maybe we'll talk to him by the time that rolls around as well. Judd Nelson! Yeah! He was great as well, and we didn't know. He went to Haverford College, which is really cool. So he was referencing this Google Expressway. Uh, but he is playing this really evil character in this uh, m- movie that's going to be on Lifetime tomorrow. It's called Girl in the Basement, based on true events. Pretty freaky stuff where he takes his own daughter and builds a... Room to keep her captive in the basement. And that was all part of this true yeah. story, and yeah. uh, 20 years kept mm-hmm. her in the basement. Thank you to Casey Ray's Sports Bar and Pub <laughs> at uh, the Landis Theater for coming by and feeding us with crazy, awesome concoctions like the pickleback corn dog. Yeah. I'll reiterate a Nathan's hot dog stuffed inside a pickle, cornmeal battered and fried, served with chipotle honey mustard. They brought by crab cake, egg rolls, pulled pork. Chicken and waffles, great stuff. So thank you, uh, Executive Chef Mark Van Mater, for putting that together, and the gang at the Landis Theater. Uh, They are a small business who's trying to keep it together. Please support them if you can. Sounds really cool. And Quiet Riot is going to be performing there a week from tomorrow. They're in Vineland, New Jersey, and uh, Green Day's American Idiot, the musical, is going to be there in the spring, too. So check their website, which is uh, thelandistheater.com. Uh, to find out about shows there, and also if you want some great food, it's uh, CaseyRays.com. And those are all the thank yous, and I guess we should thank Pierre Robert just for being here and giving us a Friday of award-winning radio. That is true. Um, Every moment is award-winning on my program. (laughs) Every moment? Uh, Every moment. Wow. (laughs) I have, uh, I had to buy um, a warehouse. Mm. To have the awards. To put all the awards in. I mean... Uh, it's just like, I really, I don't need a word for this yeah. moment. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. The committee comes in and yeah. then they, they give me an award. Right. And each of them is a little more beautiful than the next. Well, so. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my God. Another yes. one. Another this, for this very oh, moment. For this yeah. moment. Yes. Even moments that are not in this show he gets. Listen, I, I have some people I'd like to thank. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh my God. Uh, this won't take more than 15 minutes. <laughs> We remember the last time you gave us peace. And, um, <laughs> can't get here alone, right? You can't get here alone. I'll forget Jason. And, uh, <laughs> it, 
Nick painfully reminded me. Of. Oh well, what are you going oh, well. to do? do? Even that uh, won an award. That speech. That did. Oh, yeah. you know, it did. The speech did win an award. <laughs> and for that, uh, I, I have people I'd like to thank. That that speech wouldn't have been so long had I not thanked, including every one of you. By the way. No, oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Mm. Here's your award for that. <laughs> oh my God! That's another one. one. You know. You don't get to these awards easily. Um, no, no, and you don't. What you learn on the road to the awards <laughs> is that every moment is an award itself. So yeah. thank you. Life yeah. is a series of awards. It really is. Yeah. It's a life award. One thing we do need to get is a letter of the day because people are waiting for that. You ready, man? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by the letter... A as in Aquaman. And we have another award yeah. for giving the letter of the day. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Pierre Robert. And while we're, we're giving that award, we'll take caller number 9 at 215263 WMMR. Oh, sit down, please. Sit. <laughs> it's okay. You can uh, kiss the ring. So we'll give, away, uh, we'll give away that prize in a moment. What uh, In the meantime, what is... Coming up on your award-winning show. Well, uh, it's uh, a few people who've won awards of their own. Uh, Jimi Hendrix will be on. Uh, wow. Well, of course, he will be, be on. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does deserve, that that deserve an award. Oh, that's award-winning. Jimmy, um, are you there, Jimmy? 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 Yo, Jim. <laughs> um, we'll also have Incubus. And um, and we'll have a workforce block of Boston, a great band oh. uh, out of Boston, an award-winning city. And um, we'll have Weekend Calendar and also um, all kinds of other fun things. It's an interesting uh, YouTube video. It's a documentary done on, on Boston. And it's titled, like, you know, Boston, the band that really wasn't or something like that. Uh, and it's essentially Tom Schultz sitting here telling you it was just me. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty much just me and Brad Delp, and that is it. He he wrote and played everything. And right. then they had to put a band together right. after the album came out so that they could support that and have musicians to go on the road with them. Those first two records, though, are just brilliant. Yeah, they are. They're just they were groundbreaking, really. Music. Yeah. But um, it's, I saw them with the, with the original on the original tour, and... Yeah. It, it was a great production, uh, yeah. but it, it did feature heavily on him. However, Brad Delp, I would argue, uh, on vocals oh, I'm not was saying, a key part oh, of Oh, no, that. no, no, no. I agree uh, 100%. I mean, he was, he was an amazing vocalist. Right. Um, and But he did all his own backing vocals, and it was yeah, just essentially right. those two guys. Right. And Tom had created the, the actual technology because he was right. an MIT you know, right. grad and everything, but... Yeah, he didn't. He didn't short sell Brad Delpin, and I, maybe I've worded it incorrectly. No, I think he was the genius behind all of it, kind of yeah. like Pete Townsend is for the Who yeah, in a way. Yeah. But um, that voice, yeah, yeah, they've continued in some form and toured in some form, and I, I just can't see it without Brad Delp. Right, I hear you. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, so, uh, but Boston had so many great songs, so we'll play some. Uh, thank you very much, sir. And we are going to go to the phones and see if we can get a winner. And we were looking for caller number nine, and it is Jeff who is online. Hey, Jeff. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Jeff, what's the word of the week? <laughs> word of the week is Lufa. Great day in the award show. Yeah. A Lufa. All right, Jeff. We have for you, it's plain and simple. We got $500, my man. 
That is awesome, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely. Congratulations to you. Hang on the line. We are going to get your information, and we are going to set you up. Ella Hill, would you come and loofah my stretch marks? <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> That's from Caddyshack. Really? Oh would you come God. and loofah my stretch marks? Ella Hill, would you come and loofah my stretch marks? <laughs> Ella Hugh. Judge Smell's first name. What was it? Ella Hugh. Ella Hugh? It's a great trivia question. Yeah, that she, that's the only time you hear it, and she says it right in this clip. <sighs> Ella Hugh. Come and loofah my stretch marks. <laughs> Elihu. Elihu, yeah. Elihu okay. snails. Ne- wow. All the years. Never knew. All right, so, by the way, the $500 is part of uh, T-Mobile 5G Fridays, where T-Mobile is giving away 5Gs in the name of Speed with the Preston and Steve Show. For another shot at 500 bucks. you can click Contest at WMMR.com and enter to win one of five $500 online prizes. T-Mobile is the first to bring 5G speeds to cities and towns across America. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with me? That Actually, I'd like to award you. <laughs> it was, are you with us? I said the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, never mind. Take the award back. Music is crescendoing, and I just lost myself in it. Mm. All right, I will take this moment to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today uh, by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Uh, we are looking forward to next week because we have some cool guests on. Uh, Philadelphia native Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, he's who's great. Always hilarious, uh, will be joining us. We will have the one and only. Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson on yeah. the show this week, too. That's always a great conversation. Very We've cool. had him on a few times throughout the years. And we also have uh, the writer of Mayor of Easttown, uh, Brad Inglesby. Ah. He's yeah. local, right? He's a local guy as well, yeah. Grew up in Berwyn. Nice. All right, so those guests and more, I'm sure, when we get started next week. But in the meantime, you just you worry about the weekend, and Pierre's going to take you there. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Oh, hey, from all of us at McCall's Block Shop, we are a small family-owned locksmithing business that has been located in Prospect Park for the past 40 years. And we don't just do lockouts and house keys here. We also sell and program car keys and the fobs. We install new door hardware and service commercial access and security systems. Y'all should give us a call, 610 and check us out on social media. Take care, y'all. Next message. Ahoy there, ladies. Reaching out to you today from Treasure Sign. If you're looking for a great new image for your pirate ship, I mean company, come check us out at Treasure Sign for all your graphic and sign needs. Find us on the map in Willow Grove or in the high seas on Facebook, Instagram, or at treasuresign.com. The crew at Treasure Sign is always available to make sure you don't have to walk the plank. I fair win. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.